sorry we didn't get this uh, audio troubleshooting on the recording. I know I enjoy it every time I listen to the podcast. <laughs> so, so just now, you doing down mix mm-hmm. for the? Okay, so we'll do multi-channel. You do down mix. Yeah. All right, perfect. Jeff, I don't have to know what that means, do I? You no, don't. Jeff, no. you, Jeff, you sound beautiful. Thank you. Your it, your velvety voice is just really soothing right now. I, I really in, enjoy in, it in a when troubled you, time. <laughs> I really enjoy it when you do the sweaty balls mix. So I'm I'm hoping I can bring some of that tonight. Oh, oh, oh Jeff, I think you're maxing it out. Like you, you really <laughs> bring in the sweaty <laughs> right up on it. <laughs> yes. Okay, so and yeah, there were a little bit of uh, hiccups. I think we got around. I have no idea what the problem was. It's uh, it's, it's not even. Recording time yet? So we're ahead of schedule. A minute before the scheduled time. So. Oh no, no, there were hiccups uh, early in the day uh, where I'm trying to go out and have margaritas with my wife, and Jeff is emailing <laughs> me like, "Hey, the shit's not working. I can't find the server." At 10 a.m. Well, and since we're using someone else's server, I'm like, maybe the guy decided to not let us use it. <laughs> Gonna change that password. It's, it's kind of like a guy gave us a key to a warehouse that he owned, and then he forgot that he ever gave us access, and we've been using it for like the past five years. The thought did cross my mind. But you got it. You got it working. Oh, yeah. And, and for the record, Jeff, we've never had that question uh, in any of the episodes we did from any guest host, so you were the first <laughs> one. Bullshit. <laughs> no, you were absolutely the first one that ever came up with that question. You're kidding me. Awesome. At least you figured out tokens. That's that's the big one. Oh no, that tokens are usually the big problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess the idea is it's not a public server, so I guess I think you did. You just kind of punch in the name, and that's how you got it. I I tried the uh, like find new, but I I thought it was like establish a new server, and I was like, well, I don't want to start a new server. I want to find existing server. I don't. I don't. I don't know what's going. On. But you overcame those fears. I knew that I just had to reach out to the right people. That's right. All right, are we ready to go on? We good? I yeah. am. I am good. Okay. Advanced after combat. This is the Advanced After Combat podcast. This is a podcast uh, about a society of women, a community of war gamers. Um, that if uh, you don't understand, or maybe you don't like this show, you probably aren't going to ever be a part of. So um, I would say, like, if you're kind of like, eh, I don't know, I think the show's too long, or maybe I don't like it, or I, I, I prefer if they were more serious about the reviews. At this point, you should probably just fuck off and stop listening. <laughs> go away. So that's Please. right. Just stop you, talking you're about literally us. Just not go allowed, away. Not you're you're not allowed to listen anymore. Stop it. Go. Uh, there's other things you can listen to. Uh, go do those things. Yeah. Go listen and, to those, and for those fuck's things. sake, please feel free to tell everyone how long our episodes are. Yeah, and tell them tell it's bad. It's tell bad. It's not and good. It sucks. And yeah, that's right. Basically, if you're saying, I see that you're on a social forum and you're saying, oh yeah, no, advance after combat. Those guys, like, they're just they drink too much and like. You are you've just fallen into that bucket <laughs> category for me. Like <laughs> you are why we do this. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And like basically like the uh for the younger guys who are listening or people who are lurkers, we get a lot of that where guys are like, Hey, I've been listening for like three or four years and I never to actually 
come on, but it's really about being part of the community. So come on into the community. We want you to be here, uh, get on BGG, join up, uh, meet some of the guys. We've got the old school guys, a lot of the cadre that have been with us from the beginning, but we, we bring in a lot of new guys and that kind of gives us the energy we need, you know? And there's, and there's been a lot lately. There's, we've had mm-hmm. like a lot of new guys joining. Yeah. So we've had like probably five to, we we probably do like five to 10 new active members who really participate every year. And it, it, you know, some guys will fall off and then come back, but um, yeah, we, we, we really enjoy having the new guys come in. So uh, that's it. So um, basically this is a podcast brought to you, brought to you by, if you're not aware, uh, this podcast (laughs) is brought to you by myself, Dave, uh, my bromance partner, Jason. That's me. And a, a member that is selected by the Oracle uh, each month from our BGG Guild. And this month, the mystery guest host is Canadian Jeff. Hey, <laughs> there's more than one Canadian Welcome. Jeff, so oh, we no, need to be more clear than that. I'm not aware of that. The, I'm not sure that. We are we, we, uh, cut out the other Canadian Jeff. I, I don't know. I think he's Australian. Actually, I suspect he's Australian. He so. doesn't spend enough time on the guild to really, you know, hold up and, his credentials. And is think. Toronto Canadian? I mean, we're in a, like Toronto is kind of it's closer to the capital, uh, I guess. But, but he speaks French, so well, we'll stick with Canadian Jeff for now until we can find something better. Yeah, I'm sure I can embarrass myself in this podcast that's right. that you can come up with something to yeah, christen me with. That's right, Jeff. Earn your name. <laughs> <laughs> And I just want to say that if, if you've spent an, uh, the last week on the war, war game sub forum and hated it every minute of it on BGG, place for you. That's right. Nice. But if you've enjoyed, if you've enjoyed every minute uh, posting on those forums, stay yeah, the stay. fuck away from us. <laughs> Do not go anywhere near us. Yeah. So what Jeff's referring to is there's been like a kind of kerfuffle about the whole scramble for Africa uh, game that came out and was. Uh, uh, basically, GMT said that they weren't, weren't going to publish it. Uh, it was on 100, and uh, there'd been some uh, objections or comp- like concerns from people who were, who basically contacted GMT that said, hey, maybe you're not aware of some of the issues with the game. Um, GMT decided uh, after hearing that information that they were not going to publish the game, and so that's where it's currently at. They basically took it off the P500 and didn't publish it. So, which just that right there, that's great. That's fine. That's this is doing what they think is right. And then the internet had to have a conniption fit. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I understand the, the, I understand the issues that involved were like, I feel like, uh, they wanted the game and now people are kind of coming in and making political or whatever. <laughs> but the, the bottom line is GMT is a business. They make games. Um, if a game is, proposed and then they hear some feedback on it and they decide that hey, this game might cause us a bunch of fucking bullshit that we don't want to deal with and about maybe negative publicity or backlash uh we don't really feel like think we feel like things are going really well for us right now and i don't know if we want to tackle a game like this right now so we're not going to do it that's totally up to them to do it so totally agree oh uh some people i think are angry because they feel like people who maybe weren't even going to buy the game or something like that. Exactly. The ones that tried to put pressure on mm-hmm. GMT, but again, and the there's people a who gaming company out there are also not going to buy it. So it doesn't matter. Like all these That's people right. are just talking to talk. 
Yeah, so there's a there's a gaming company out there that probably has less at stake than GMT and would probably publish this game. But right now, why would GMT, which is basically the General Motors of uh, uh, wargaming, though I don't know if that metaphor applies <laughs> yeah. anymore. But Too big to let's fail. pretend it's let's pretend it's 1970. <laughs> yeah, don't besmirch their good name. Yeah, that's right. Let's pretend it's 1970. The 1970 General Motors and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, well, why would they risk it on a game when they have so many successful products coming out? Uh, they're just not going to do that. So there's Maybe. probably a smaller game company that would take a chance on the game. Like, I'm looking at you, one small uh, games. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, but like there's, there's, there's other game companies out there that would probably make a game like this. And uh, whatever, I don't care. I wasn't going to buy the game. I'm not concerned about exactly. it. Exactly. It's yeah. interesting that people are getting so upset when GMT has every right to say they don't want to make a game. The annoying thing is that like it's been like there's like four or five separate threads now we were just going on and on. No one wins these arguments, people. Like you guys are basically just it's like a, a, just a circle jerk of guys just arguing. It's ridiculous at this point. Point. no one has been convinced in a different direction than they were thinking before the start oh, that's right yeah it's like a religion argument like no one's been converted by arguing over religion so like this is still <laughs> the whole thing's it's ridiculous but whatever so um yeah we don't subscribe to that so if you want to participate in stuff like that or get into those kinds of arguments we are not you you are you're in your place stay over in bgg do that stuff don't come to the guild uh stick stick with it you're doing great we're, but so, we're going to get into a more serious issue that's in a little bit that's exactly right which is which is the state of box art but that's state of box art oh i got some opinions yeah so we'll get to that in a <laughs> i think first, we all have some pretty strong opinions about that first let's talk to jeff jeff um real quick uh as a maybe flattering us or trying to butter us up how did you first find out about the podcast uh, i found out of the podcast uh, ages ago unfortunately the first first episode i have was the episode with campbell where jason chose to only record his own voice and uh, <laughs> and very little of anyone else oh wow okay and listening to that on headphones was a headache induced experience so i i turned away from the podcast for a good long time and ran through the rest of the wargaming podcast and then ran back to it and realized it was the best one so you ran you were out in the desert you went out you you, you thought our, our oasis was dry walked over this for for leagues and leagues of water and then came back that's that's pretty much it yeah i, I bit into a, a cactus and then you know i got burned but i came back realizing there was water in that cactus nice so now uh you're full-on fan of the podcast love it Best Good. best thing that's happened in Wargaming. So so when you came back, what was the first episode you listened to when you came back? Uh, I might have actually... Uh, I might have... It was either the Clay Stone one, I think. Oh, that was a good it's one. It's a good one. Yeah, that was <laughs> it's a good one. one. I, I definitely recall painting the kitchen while listening to the, the sultry sounds of Clay Stone. And for the record, Clay Stone is like making walls of his house into war games yeah he's like gonna with, scare with, students with that room he's making like metal pieces that he can metal map pieces for goss that he can put up and he's got like uh like movement markers and stuff it's crazy it looks impressive so uh what, what's your kind of war gaming history background as far as war gaming uh it's pretty recent so i only really discovered war gaming probably 
under two years ago. Uh, I didn't game a whole lot when I was a kid. Didn't really even play Risk. I was probably, you know, something like that. And then a couple years ago, I played a game of Lord of the Rings Risk, which is not a good game, but it does have like a map of Middle Earth. And I played that and I was like, oh, I actually understand more of this story than I did before, having spent, you know, a full day looking at a map of Middle Earth. And that sort of led me in, into looking at more and more games. And now I've got a whole collection of them. So, so currently, what's the big game you're playing? Next War Poland. Oh, nice. All right, so good. Love it. Are you playing that face-to-face or what? Uh, I'm dabbling with it solo, and then I'll, I'll reach out to someone on the guild to uh, show me all the things I'm doing wrong. And now you go down to, like, BadosCon to get, like, your face-to-face stuff? Is that what, what's happening with you? Yeah, I, so I've actually played, like, I don't know, 50 hours of it with, with Ralph and two other... Uh, guild adjacent guys uh, which was a lot of fun so i've played it for but but ralph didn't actually make me learn the rules in any way he just took care of all that and just asked me what i wanted to do <laughs> oh that's good, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun but i i know nothing learned nothing in that time yeah so jeff is generally like when ralph and i play a lot of times we'll jeff will come on when we play federation empire and uh <laughs> there was a point where I was trying to explain like a role to Jeff and Jeff was like, yeah, I don't really care about that. I really don't care about Fed Empire. I just kind of come on so I can talk with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that is still true. I still have right. no idea how that game works. Never going to learn. Jeff was just like, I just like hanging out and uh, we just shoot the shit. So he goes, I am not interested at all in how the game is. <laughs> Amen. I am starved for war game conversation and uh, I come to you. That's good. But we're here. If you're starving, we're 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 that Ritz cracker, <laughs> <laughs> that salty cracker. Yeah. So a little uh, uh, bookkeeping. So we have an email, uh, advancedaftercombat oh, at gmail dot com. Uh, if, if you want to send us emails that we'll ignore, that's a great to send them. Um, <laughs> We do read them, but we might not respond to them. Um, we have a uh, con, a convention in St. Louis in Kirkwood coming up, uh, May first through May fifth. Already completely booked on you, but you can't come. It's uh, it's full. And then in October, uh, we have our uh, our AAC con, October twenty three to October twenty seven. News, Jeff, is now that mm-hmm. you have hosted a podcast, you actually can be invited to the convention it, don't have a plus one. you Isn't have a plus the... one you have consular status and you have a plus one that you can invite but you are responsible for the behavior of that person at the convention. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's important to know plus one would i really even have joined this guild yeah i don't know not sure i mean isn't that why most of us are here well i mean part of it is i think we want to make sure that there are people who listen and maybe participate. We're not sure. We're not quite sure. Usually, the the podcast is a pretty good filter uh, for guys that you'd want to game with. Like if they like listening, they're probably if they can put up uh, the recording of the podcast, decent guys. So yeah, the uh, the sound quality is a feature. That's right. It's it's part of the filter. <laughs> it's part it's of the experience. Part of the That's right. So uh, there is a course. I've heard the I've seen heard the both of them. So so Jeff, the deal is uh, 
and Jason, did I send you the quiz? You did. Thank you. Okay, good. Thank God. Um, so Jeff, the idea is that we, we had to set up like complicated rules for like how many questions or how many, basically, I think the easiest way we might do it is just pick a person to be on your side and then the other person will just read the question. <laughs> I think that's fair. Because we've tried to do it. We're like, oh, I can only help you on three answers. It's, it's just stupid. So basically, I think it's easier to just say one of us will be your partner in the quiz. The other one will will give the quiz and you can choose. So it's up to you right now uh, who you want to choose to be your partner in the quiz. So I, I did want to do well in the quiz, but, but uh, you know, Jay, my new best friend. Oh so my God, I'm going to choose funny, Jason. So I love, I love <laughs> the caveat, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm, and, you know, I'm hopefully awful this doesn't this. backfire and lead to us not recording the podcast. But I'm, I'm willing to risk it. My son so won't leave me alone, okay. so we might not be recording even. Oh, okay. So I am all ready to do this. So it's going to be Jason and Jeff. It's Dave. Oh, I also I know nothing about Vietnam, so Jason could be a real asset. Here. Oh, no, that's good. We haven't gotten a Vietnam team. question in like a year. You guys, you guys might be a good team here. We'll see. And Braxton hasn't been playing in Vietnam games. That's so. right. It's, it's all some game with the whole world involved. I don't know what he's doing this year. So I know a little bit about World War II and ancient Rome and nothing about anything else. So, you know, we'll see. Oh, you know, you guys are going to be fine. Um, it is the April is for Ancients podcast quiz. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> It's it's time for name that opposing commander. Uh, let's see, Battle of the Crocus Field, three fifty two BC. Um, geez, let me see here. You do get better pronunciation with, with Dave. Really, I don't think so. <laughs> our, our our commander is Ono Ono Marcos, Ono Ono Marcos, O N O M A R C H O S. Who is your commander? Uh, I want to say Philip II, or like the Lion of Macedon. King is, that, is that your answer? Philip the Great, they call him. What's Alexander's dad's name? Uh, you're, you, I need you to phrase your answer in the form <laughs> of an answer, <laughs> and it, not a question. It wasn't, it wasn't Philip II, was help out your teammate here, buddy. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> let's just say Philip of Macedon. Let's go with that. Okay, I'm going to give it to you. It's Philip II of Macedon. Yeah, he ah. said all of those words. He, he did say them all. <laughs> we're, okay. we're recording. <laughs> all right, so uh, the next one, it's the Battle of Suntel, 782-8. Suntel. And there's an, like an umlaut or something over the year. Wow. Uh, Sounds our commander, Chinese. Our commander is Widukind. W-I-D-U-K-I-N-D. Widukind. Who is your commander? The king of kin? <laughs> an umlaut doesn't sound Chinese, though. I want to say that's something like from the Romance Kingdoms or something. No? And don't Remo ask me. Bay. I got nothing. I don't know. I've watched Red it's Cliff. Bad That's when, all I know. It's about. bad when Jason's not even keen. He's, like, <laughs> he's just like, he's okay. already out. Yeah. J Jason's already heading to bed. I'm going to go, go get more tequila.
Uh, I don't yep. know. It, it sounds Chinese, and I've watched Red Glyph. That's all I know about it. I'm going to say Limu Bay. Uh, no, your 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 general is Charlemagne. <laughs> Charlemagne. <laughs> all right. Close. All right. Yeah, that was good. Missed, missed um, by that much. Uh, Battle of Midway, 1942. Uh, my general is Isoroku Yamamoto. Your general is whom? I do know this one. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to say MacArthur, but Jason, if you know better, you say. Uh, this is a naval battle, so it's Nimitz. I'm sorry, Jason, what was it? Nimitz? You are correct. That's one, Jason. I think just that's what it point. takes to get an aircraft carrier <laughs> named. I, I, think, I think that's the first non-Vietnam answer I've ever answered correctly. So. I think Jason's been some reading. I think that's what's been happening. Jason's been reading well, there's, some books. There's a solo game. With his name All this in time, it. I've been wondering why a German got uh, a naval or an aircraft carrier named after him. Now it all makes sense. Okay, so the next, the next battle is the first battle of uh, Ypres, Ypres, Y P R E S, nineteen fourteen. Our general is Eric von Falkenhayn. Who is your general? Joffre. You are correct. Nice. Joffre stay together. Battle is Battle of the <laughs> Fillet Pocket. How's it Fillet's Fillet Pocket, 1944. Our general is Gunther von Klug. Who is your general? Uh, Monty. Correct. I'm killing it. Killing it. Wow. Jeff is Jeff's doing well. Four out of five. All right. It's time for who the fuck said that shit. My wife just brought me a whiskey. It should be noted. Wow, wow mine's, she's contributing. Mine's asleep. Yes. Okay, so who the fuck said that shit? Um, the first one is, so name the political or military persona that each listed quote is associated with. They shall not pass. Answer. <laughs> Gandalf. <is> what? Patan. <laughs> is that the guess? I got Gandalf and Patan. Which one is it? <laughs> Patan. It's Robert Nivel, Battle of Verdun. I'm sure that was the, the line of Verdun was the whole, we shall not pass. And then he uh, became a laughing stock, national laughing stock in World War II. This country, you shall not possess even my bones. Who said that? Thankless country. You shall not possess even my bones. Uh, uh, I mean, I could pretend to think through this one, but I have no idea. You would be like every guy who's ever taken this quiz. <laughs> Six I, minutes I, later. I, I mean, I, I... So I do cut Jeffrey out most Chaucer. of the silence. I, Charlemagne. I have no idea. It's Scipio, Scipio Africanus. Under what context? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's mad at Rome. <laughs> Sounds like he's mad at Rome. I like Chaucer, though. That was good. Yeah. Oh, here we go. I would rather have a general who was lucky than one who was good. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was in The Guns of Navarone. Um, is there a guess as who might have <laughs> said that in that cast? I could look up the actor, but I, 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 I mean, that would be cheating. So, um, 
Wasn't it Churchill? Is that your final answer? I Ralph that, but yeah, yeah, we'll go with Churchill. It was Napoleon. Napoleon Bonaparte. Okay, nobody does well in this section. No, never. No, you started out well, though. I mean, like, a good, good start out of the blocks, but now <laughs> you're starting to, to slack, slack off a little bit, so we'll see. Roids will do that to you. It's a tough, the quotes are tough. Like, I usually don't care what people say, so the quotes are always hard for me. Um, okay, so number four is, let us cross over the river and rest under the shade of the trees. Hint, these were his last words. Let us cross over the river and rest under the shade of the trees. <clears throat> I'm sure there's a, a famous general who died in a river crossing, but I don't know his name. Um, how about you give me an era? I'll tell you that this is a legend. Uh, like it, it didn't happen? I'm not, not going to tell you anymore. <laughs> it's a legend. G Gentleman Johnny Burgoyne? Is that your final guess? He's the only guild legend that's coming to mind. It's almost zombie Stonewall Jackson. Oh. That was my other choice. <laughs> ah, guild, but he didn't die in a river crossing. He Didn't his <laughs> troops shoot him? There's no river crossing. I don't know where you get river crossings. Cut, from. Cross I mean, river. He said, let us cross over the river and rest under the shade of the trees. That sounds like a river crossing, Dave. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the dead guy said something that sounded like a river crossing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what he said. I, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know anything about your little war, but didn't he get <laughs> shot at night by his true own troops? That's right. But I mean, apparently he wanted to be carried <laughs> over a river and put under some trees. <laughs> okay. I mean, Burgoyne literally didn't die in the war, so I don't know why you would pick him. He literally came out of Canada to invade. I thought you would definitely know <laughs> that he lived through the entire I war. I know nothing about him other than that Braxton has a man crush on him. He probably used uh, some of your uh, area as an assembly area for his invasion. So, Okay, here's the final one. This is always a very kind okay, let's all take a breath. We, we, there's been some harsh words thrown around, we're, but we're all friends here. Mm -hmm. This is always the toughest part of the quiz, so let's not let it, let it get us upset <laughs> at each other. Okay, okay. Laws are like sausages. It is better not to see them be made. Oh, that's Great. how I felt when you were telling me about the uh, running Great order quote. for the quiz. Great quote, by the way. That is fucking great. That is good. Laws are like sausages, semicolon. It is better not to see them being made. You got anything on this one, Jason? No, it sounds like it doesn't sound like a military person, right? It sounds kind of like governmental. Over Cromwell. Uh, I, I, Jason was really doing well. It's uh, Otto von Bismarck. The sausages, my <laughs> oh, Yeah, sausage oh. German, oh, of course. Yum. And you guys were kind of on it where you're like, hey, I think it's military. You know, that was. Because I mean, Cromwell's not especially military. Yeah, well. You didn't say it with a German accent. <laughs> Sausages. I mean, I guess. Like, yeah, you didn't say like a, pretty... a meat pie or something. Or... Okay, so the third question is, who or what the fuck am I? I was born in Rome in 85 BC. My father was killed by Pompey the Great in dubious circumstances after taking part in the rebellion of Lepidus. 
My mother was the half-sister of Cato the Younger and later became Julius Caesar's mistress. I became a senator in the Roman Senate and eventually aligned with the conservative faction, the Optimates, against the first triumvirate of Pompey, Crassus, and Julius Caesar. I later joined the conspiracy to assassinate Julius Caesar and eventually was on the losing side of the Liberators' civil war against the forces of Octavian and Mark Anthony. Who the fuck am I? I, I think I know this one. Okay, you go for it. Right, because this is Shakespeare. Right, so that's... Well, in, when he started talking assassination of Caesar, I thought of Brutus, but I think Brutus died long before any sort of civil war. Like he got killed by a mob not after long afterwards, didn't he? Well, I, <laughs> you tell me. I was going to say Brutus. Was that your guess? Yeah. We're going to double down on Brutus then. Oh, I thought it was it is Brutus. I thought for sure you got argue again. Talk each other out of it. <laughs> I <too> Brutus. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I, th I thought for sure for a second that you guys were going to end up forgetting Marcus Junius Brutus. All right. Uh, that's why Brutus, Brutus was actually, I think, like close to Caesar. That's why it was such a shock. Yes. Uh, I am a type of shield weighing about 22 pounds. That's 10 kilograms for you, Jeff. Hmm. Um, Thank you. Suspect. Light enough to be carried in one hand. My large height and width covered the entire wielder, making it unlikely for him to get hit by missile fire. My metal boss in my center made me an auxiliary punching weapon. I am part of the standard kit of a Roman legionary soldier. What am I? That's called a scutum, isn't it? Jason? Nice pull. I have no idea. I think it's a scutum. I can see it. I just don't know what it's called. I've I've used it in, in games like in Siege of Jerusalem. You definitely put them under the scutum. I think it's called like the tortoise formation. It's a great shield. Okay, so is that the guess or the yeah. answer rather? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's not scutum, is it? It is a scutum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. I was born in Pennsylvania in 1824 with an identical twin brother, Hillary. Shit. I was named for a prominent general of the War of 1812 and Mexican-American War. I graduated 18th in my West Point class of 1844 and was assigned to the infantry. I fought in the Mexican-American War and was promoted to Brigadier General in September 1861. During the Battle of Gettysburg, I was appointed command of the Union Army's left wing, consisting of the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 11th Corps, where I was wounded during Pickett's charge. Who am I? So... I so most of what I know about the uh, American Civil War I've learned through the podcast, which doesn't say much, of course. I'm but, sure Jason has a red blood yeah. American. So knows, I'm going to say sickles. Stuff. I'm going to go with Jason on this one. Yeah, Jason, I'm sure knows a lot of stuff. So <laughs> don't, I, don't, I don't need the tone. Um. Yeah, I don't know that sickles was in the Mexican American War though. Um, it's in Gettysburg, right? I mean, he was any more thing yeah. more, yeah. But I guess, I mean, I don't no, know a few no. other people were, yeah, right. So he did <laughs> fight in the Mexican American War, Sickles Yay. did. No, this person, no, this person did. Yeah, I'm not gonna help you like 
that and like tell you like, oh yeah, Sickles was there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sickles then. You're guessing Sickles? You you did say Union, right? <laughs> yeah, it's the Union Army's left wing that he commanded. Yeah, I've always imagined Sickles off on the left. Okay, uh, that's not correct. It's Winfield Hancock. Never heard of that mm. guy. I have. <laughs> Is yeah. he the guy that's after? He was a good general. Okay. He's, he's one of the better ones. Uh, I'm a type of Roman legionary formation. Uh, as always, uh, Braxton, heavily into the GBOH, but I'm Fair a type enough. of Roman legionary formation, which, which was used particularly during sieges. The legionaries would allow shields to form a packed formation covered with shields on the front and top of the formation and virtually impervious to missile attacks. Jeff, you already know the name of this. Isn't it tortoise? Well, I need or, a different word Torticio? for it. Nope. Like, uh, is, it, is there a pasta named after it? There's a packed formation covered with shields on the front and top of the formation. I was virtually impervious to missile attacks, but I did do well against attacks by cataphracts in latin the name means tortoise but i need the word for it oh the latin word uh, tortoise i i i don't know i i, Jason? I speak english <laughs> I, yeah mean latin. The, <laughs> linebacker jason's like linebacker <laughs> exactly. me, me and latin don't get along okay Tor so we, tortellini it's a testudo uh, which I actually I knew it as Testudo. I wouldn't have not have known the tortoise. I, sh I should have known Testudo. I've seen that one. I just, I translate it. So the next one is: I was born in 1452 in Northamptonshire, Hamptonshire, England, the twelfth of thirteen children. Oh, that's going to be a dead giveaway there, right, boys? Okay. <laughs> After my father and elder brother were killed at the Battle of Wakefield, I was sent to live with my mother in the Netherlands. After the Battle of Towton, I returned to England for the coronation of my brother, Edward IV, King of England. After Edward died, I was named Lord Protector of England and eventually died in battle, charging into the lines of Lancastrians at the Battle of Boswell. Mm. Now, Jeff is a good member of the Commonwealth. He has to do <laughs> this in school. Yeah. If, if you don't, I do. Say the Black Prince, but do you know Jason? <clears throat> because I like uh, block games, I would guess Richard III. Yeah, I like that idea. So what's the final answer? It wasn't Richard III, was it? <laughs> I do like the questions. <laughs> no, I'm not responding. I'm not going to react to those. So you have to give me a firm answer. Let's say Richard the Third, Dave. So again, even I'm going to take this an answer, even though again, I that your your voice <laughs> is going upwards. <laughs> I mean, if I was an Australian, that would be the only way I could talk. So, no, no need to apologize. No need to apologize, Jeff. Uh, it's Richard the Third. Richard. Yes. Plant Plant is it Plantagenet? We'll ask the or question. Plantagenet. Plantagenet? How do you pronounce that? I've I don't know. Plantagenet? Plantagenet? That's why I use numbers. Correct. Richard. Richard. They III. were still Norman at that time, so it's probably That's Plantagenet. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's bonus time. Uh, oh. Does Does anybody have any questions about the bonus? I'm really confused about okay. the bonus structure. It works. So let me clarify a thing. Uh, 
There's a portion of the quiz that's non-bonus and there's a portion that is bonus. You have now reached bonus portion. So uh, the formal section of the quiz was before. Uh, you've now, you're now crossing uh, a, a barrier that's going to get you into the bonus section. Uh, these bonus questions count just as much as the rest of the questions, uh, whether you get them right or wrong. So The bonus questions are the... The, the the trees were resting resting under after we crossed the the river. That's right. You're you're saying please cross, take me over that bonus river and rest under the shade <laughs> of those bonus trees. Right. So I can only benefit. Oh nope, they they nope. can all hurt you. The the, the <laughs> oh, branches, the branches of those bonus he trees died. will fall right on you uh, and you sever your artery. Hang... Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, they will absolutely kill you just as much as any other question. They're dangerous. Do not trust the bonus questions. Uh, okay, I they're, think I... they're sneaky, but 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 they're bonus. So, right? At, at least we get five more opportunities. Yeah, if you skip them, they would all count as wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> but they're bonus. So let's let's enjoy the bonus part. Okay. Any other bonus questions? Are we good? We're passing. I have I have more bonus. No more bonus questions about the bonus okay, questions. <laughs> That's it. No bonus questions about the bonus questions. The f this is one of these quizzes where I definitely have to destroy it after I'm done with it because if my daughter finds this one again, it's going to be too much <laughs> for her. Uh, <laughs> name the war, wartime theater, campaign, operation, or battle that each military persona is most known for commanding or commanding in. First one, the persona is Titus Flavius Vespasianus. 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 Titus Flavius Vespasianus. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're on your own. That's okay. There's more to this question, right? Jason. Jason picked up his shoes and doing the walk of shame out of the house. A, a big shepherd's hook came out of the the wings and was pulling me off stage. Titus Flavius Vespasianus. Uh, the Jewish Civil War? I'm sorry, I need you to be more specific. Uh, that sounds like I'm close. <laughs> the, the Jewish Revolt? I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, nice. remote, but, but it's nice. But it's the first Roman Jewish War. Wow. I, come on. Dumb. But I, I mean, think that's, that's, pretty, that's yeah, a pretty good that's reach pretty to pull good. that out. So. Yeah, yeah sure there's guys that are like no that's you guys need to go back to bgg and argue about uh scramble <laughs> for africa <laughs> there's a scramble for africa argument waiting for you boys i think there's been scramble for israel the other crazy thing about bgg too is they've started this thing where instead of doing the hiding of the posts now they're flat out deleting posts and then deleting posts that responded to those posts so they're doing like a scorched earth policy now on like uh, violating the rules so when you go and try to look at like an argument or like some kind of crazy, like you just want to enjoy, eat some popcorn and watch it, uh, like half the fucking posts are gone. They're all, they've been nuked. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time talking about the scramble for Africa, but I definitely picked up my first deleted post from that. Oh, nice. Uh, good. good job. Thank you. I, I don't get out do of the guilt much, and, so I don't. But let, let's try and make this a hate crime free podcast. And, and Jeff, like when you do it, do they explain to you why they 
took off your post? Did they send you a message or anything? They said it was dismissive. <laughs> really? You can get it deleted for being dismissive? Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, I think you've accused us Canadians of being sarcastic before, Dave. Or no, maybe that was Ralph. Pardon me. Ralph has accused Canadians oh, of being sarcastic. And, no, I, no, and I, I think I've accused you guys of being insincere. True. <laughs> but I think it's kind of, of a synonym for sarcastic. Anyway. Maybe. So, yes, I was dismissive issue. Okay, right. Well, that's, that's a really fine line. Wow. Wow. That is really a slim. <laughs> How do we still have a guild on that website? That is insane. Really We're all dismissive. That there was still suggested that there was still for us to get. Uh, Space Empires 4X Close Encounters um, banned for not properly considering the uh, displaced alien races. Oh, there you go. And that's all I can I can see that way. I mean, being 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 dismissive, that's kind of like, like we didn't really go to war against England for in the Revolutionary War because we felt they were being dismissive of concerns. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a very, very slim branch there. Okay. All right. I remember hearing that Glendale had been banned like multiple times from BGG, and yeah. I thought that was impressive at the time. Now I just it's well, just no, part for they, the course. They, no, they've changed. Yeah, it's, bad. It's, it's, changed it's a complete bad. sea change in how they handle it. So it's completely different now. Uh, this is, I think, the first one of the major implementations of their new uh, rules. Where before uh, you you might get uh, you would get hidden. Uh, they wouldn't take out the posts but now not only they're taking out the posts but they're also taking out all the responses so you can't read them through like a book or something so you might get inadvertently uh, removed also just because you happen to respond to someone yeah but whatever that's you're, what it is. you're better off posting on the aac right or yes if you're if you're in, if you're not involved with advanced after combat but you listen um We've got our own uh, private Facebook group, and we've got our own uh, chat uh, forum where you can communicate safely uh, with people. Yeah, and it should be noted that on those boards, no one has been overwhelmingly for or against the Scramble for Africa. Nobody's voted at all because we don't care. I think we've been big just marveling at what's yeah, going we, on. Yeah, we talked about it, but it was like, <laughs> has that happened? I missed that. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, we did talk about it, but mm -hmm. just more like, oh my God, look what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I missed that. Sorry. But I think that generally the 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 vibe was uh hey, like like my thing is, hey, if you don't want to buy the game, basically, don't buy the game. Uh you shouldn't pressure a company not to publish it. Uh it's the company's decision whether they want to make the game or not, completely, one hundred percent. And like you could tell them, hey, you might not be aware, but there could be some issues with this game and from what i saw that seems kind of how gmt responded where they were like yeah we didn't really realize there could be these issues and we're not really interested in publishing a game that's going to have these issues with it but um gmt could have just as easily said yeah we don't care we're still going to publish it and whatever you let the game come out you don't want to be a dick and try to fuck with everybody who's buying it but of course everyone's getting really personal about it and getting into big arguments about it. so I, I get. I understand where both sides are coming from because the guys who wanted the game feel like a bunch of people pressured GMT into not making the game, but I don't think that's actually what happened. I think kind of people made them aware of the issues with it, and then they decided not to do it. Yeah, their own. I feel so. like the people who uh, took issue with it should harden up a little bit, but I have no problem with GMT responding to that the way they did. Yeah, there's plenty, and people who really want to get the game made can go get the game made themselves. 
and publish it. You know, it's GMT's money. I mean, basically, it's their their it's their they have to pay their employees. They have to, you know, so whatever. Yeah, I mean, if if with the the political storm that was coming, <laughs> up, I'm sure it would have cost them some money. So I'm sure they made the right call. Yeah, and heaven forbid, like what would have happened later? I mean, who knows what what it could have turned into? So I think even even on the podcast, sometimes stuff will come up where <laughs> Jason and I are like, we can talk about this, but I don't even yeah. want to deal with it. So like, we're not. Gonna I think we're approaching. I did consider like, yeah, emailing you guys ahead of time saying, do I want to approach this at all? But then I was like, you know what? We've had a lot of new members in the last couple of weeks, and I'm kind of concerned that we've kind of lost our edge. Oh, that's right. So you're going to really, really put us out there? Thanks, Jeff. Because yeah. you'll just you'll just fade in the background and then leave Jason in the, yes. in the band. in the lurch. Yeah. I like it. Don't worry. They, they, already, they already can't stand us anyway, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, all right. So we're, we're on the second bonus. That's right. Yeah. Maurice, Maurice of Nassau. What war? The Great Martian War. Uh, that's in, that's incorrect. It's the Thirty Years' War. Uh, John Pemberton. What campaign? John Pemberton. This is where Dave would have really paid off. Mm, yeah. and Jason is not going to until Jason comes out to visit me and we take some field trips. He's okay. not going to be okay. able to help you with this one. Hey, that that sounds like but, a Mississippi hint. That's a good hint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that help you in any way, Jason? No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you uh, call the campaign that happened in Mississippi? Was that uh, I'm the Great Mississippi the, campaign? I, I, wish, I wish Jason could help you in any form yeah. in this, but I don't yeah. think he's going to be able to help you out. It got me in the right region of the country, at least. You're kind of in the ACW. Like, you're into that, aren't you? I Yeah. yeah I just don't know all the, all the names and the campaigns and everything. Okay, I'm going to say the uh, Ozark campaign. Yeah, Jason's like I'm into it. I just don't know any of the history behind it. Or, no, I, like, I know history the big, is just the dates and names. I mean, it I doesn't really matter. Picture. Isn't that what Anthony said? I know is, who is, all of the people are. I just don't know where they were and at what time. Oh, that's good. That sounds good. <laughs> it's a uh, it's the Vicksburg campaign. Vicksburg. Okay. I would have gotten there eventually. Yeah, whatever. Okay, next is Tadamichi Kubayashi. Tadamichi Kuribarashi. Well, at least I'm confident that you pronounced that perfectly. Japanese is actually relatively easy to pronounce. You know what? It is. You know what, Dave? I was at a barbecue with some friends today, and I used some of your Japanese pronunciation to wow the crowd with my correct pronunciation of biru. Biru? Biru. (laughs) Biru. biru. (laughs) Followed by banana. Uh, Takshi. Taxi for taxi or hoteru for hotel. Yes. <laughs> you need to know certain words in every language. Like, uh, I, at one point, I could pronounce your eyes shine like at least three languages. That's good. I can say I'm a butterfly in Korean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we have Adamich. Uribayashi. I'm thinking you guys don't really have much on this one. That sounds kind of like the Kobayashi Maru. Uh, That's right. You could guess Shatner. Uh, I'm considering. I would take. I would take Shatner as as an answer. Uh, I I mean I'm into Japanese history, but well, I don't know any names. But Jason, I know you've played a lot of that Sekigahara game, so I think this one's yours. <laughs> I have a feeling this is later, but I have no idea what it is. Jason's like Jason's like. What symbol is it? Is he the lo- lotus guy or is <laughs> he right. the is guy he, with the is he black or gold? <laughs> I'm gonna right. say Hattori Hanzo then. 
Uh, well, is that a battle? No, he was like the badass samurai. Okay, so you have to pick a battle. What? I thought we were picking a, a opposing <laughs> commanders. Okay, we're somebody, tell your wife to get you another whiskey. Uh, we're not picking opposing commanders. It's what, where in the fuck did they fight? Japan. But, but I like the feistiness, though. This is good. Let's keep this going. <laughs> <laughs> I a lot of soju tonight, Dave. Uh, I... Tadamichi Kuribayashi. I'm just going to keep saying his name over. Kuribayashi. Ido. What battle? Ido? Sekigahara? I, I mean, Seki, Sekigahara? Hang on. Guess. Back up, back up, back up. Okay, okay. We're not as enthusiastic now. Uh, so, Jason, you, you know <laughs> nothing about this name, having no. played lots of Sekigahara. Oh, no. No. You're, you're literally backing up, and Jason's backing up behind you to get further behind you. <laughs> I'm like, holding you in front of me. <laughs> Don't bring me in this shit. Hmm. I mean, I know that the samurai like to fight a lot, but did any of the battles actually have names besides Zekigahara? Tadamichi, Kuribayashi. <laughs> oh yeah. Gambate. Do your best. <laughs> I don't know. I've watched a lot of samurai movies, but they did not really focus <laughs> on the move on the battles. Bark, barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a it. feeling this is World War Two. Whoa! Okay, so we're off by five hundred years. That's yeah, right. like, give or let's, take. Let's, like no muskets. These are these are typically uh, somewhat chronological. Let's say uh, the invasion of Okinawa. Is that your guess? Yeah, it's the Battle of Iwo Jima. Not far off. Oh, isn't that like that's like almost the same thing, isn't it? Uh, it's wrong, uh, but it's the <laughs> same war. Geographically, so, yes. it's like almost exactly the same. You got the, the battle of was correct, and then the name of the island was wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. By like 20 kilometers. The, the uh, next general is Gunther Lutjens. Lutjens. What battle? Gunther Lutjens. 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 Also I, th I think we've gotten better at our names. I feel like Gunther. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. I felt like that was a good pronunciation there. You hit it pretty hard. I mean, the big the big breakthrough was me figuring out to say La Thai. <laughs> <laughs> you had to have a French Canadian teach you. Oh, God, how many episodes was that? That was been forty episodes before I got that one. <laughs> so Gunther Lucians. Gunther, yeah, it's probably Gunther Lucians. What battle? That wasn't East Front World War. Yeah, you're already. Oh, I hope you're talking to Jason because <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing on this one. I'm gonna say Tannenberg. Uh, you'd be correct. It is the. Okay, of that's, the Bismarck. that's not the one I was thinking then. Thinking um, of the Bismarck. <laughs> the other, that was the a other, movie, though. The other Gunter. Yeah, I think you're you're exact on the opposite side of the globe of uh, the Bismarck being sunk. When did the, where did the Bismarck get sunk? <laughs> uh, I think off South America was it off the South American coast. Wasn't that I, where the Bismarck got sunk? I assumed it was in the Baltic, but no. uh, I know nothing. No, I don't think so. I think it was somewhere South America. It was in the Atlantic. How about that? Hmm. There's a lot of Atlantic. That's pretty good though. So I'm going to add up all the. Uh, questions that you guys got correct so i'm counting eight. let me just counting for a while 
Yeah, I think we're we're gonna eight. We have eight. Oh, correct. Eight that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's a failing grade. No, you know, well, I was feeling pretty good until you did the addition. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, is it better? You got twelve wrong. I mean, does that make you feel better? <laughs> Thank you. Well, you Thank you got twelve wrong or eight right. Yeah. Okay. That's, I mean, it's that's, okay. I mean, yeah, well, no, how no, how well did Ralph really on good. his last appearance? Well, Ralph did better than that. Oh, I think fuck. I want to say yeah, you Ralph don't want to, twelve. Hey, you don't want to compare yourself to Ralph. It's also Ralph picked one different. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're the one that wanted to but, come out on your but, own. But who yeah. had more fun, really? That's right. That's right. I mean, like participation. If you need, if you, you need the Dave, you. But I mean. I say just grab Jason, embrace it. It's much more fun, probably. It, it was more fun it's this more way. Fun and, you know what, Dave, you did a good job explaining the There's points. an element of unknown. No, I think I think Jason's more fun to pick because uh, they also know that it annoys the shit out of me that I have to do the bonus description. Uh, whereas I'm more, maybe I'm going to try to take over the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm just, I'm just along it. for the ride. So, uh, great job. Very nice. Really great job, Jeff. I mean, thank you. you. I mean, you did badly on the ones that everyone does badly on. I think the quotes are really hard. Yeah. So, I mean, Braxton added the, that one. He felt concerned that people were going to start disrespecting his historical knowledge. And so, where did you feel your wheelhouse was for military history? Like I said at the start, I feel semi confident in World War II and ancients or ancient rome in particular i feel like i know nothing about everything else except the so, broad stroke so you had a couple there were a couple ancient rome ones there for you so that was good yeah you it did right brutus there. we had that oh, yeah. good yeah and you had the uh, roman jewish war the yeah. first roman jewish you know, war. just so because scipio spoke out of character i mean i don't feel like i should be judged <laughs> for that i actually yeah i would i would not have gotten that one to be honest i did not know that he was so bitter at the end that was that was surprising to me yeah i'm pretty sure they still think highly of them in that on the boot yeah probably so uh hey so we have there's been some talk a little bit about us having a patreon that's been <laughs> one of the things that's discussed um just wanted to put that to rest we're yeah. not going to do a patreon thing uh though i have really enjoyed uh various uh, wargaming podcasts trying to do kickstarters and failing oh, and Jesus things Christ. like that that's always been very funny uh and then watching them crash and burn like like damage bomb and they come into an airfield. Um, the uh, we're not going to do a Patreon because basically Jason, and I don't want to be beholden for any kind of quality requirements or, or schedule guys, or, or guys lording else. it over us. Like, hey, I want my I pay my like we don't want to hear that shit. If this um, became a job, he's up enjoying it. I, I would. I think stop doing it. <laughs> it, it. It's also the reason why we don't. Uh, uh, take games from game companies i've had uh several gaming companies offer us kind of deals where we could get games and in the end i'll be frank jason and i are so lazy that we're not able to coordinate <laughs> with them to games we even want like 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 i think i emailed on the last one i think i emailed jason about it and he's like yeah i could like maybe like do this one and then we it just but fell it took off like every... three days and then it was yeah if it was a game you really wanted would you have really turned I don't know because I mean it got to where Jason responded to me on the email. I never even responded back to his own in yeah. his email. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it was a Worthington game, wasn't? It? Well, so well, it's a decent company. It was, yeah. it was Lock, Lock, a guy from Lock and Load. Yeah, okay. And I would have played it, but like so, looking at that, like their their solo system. If I got that game for free, I would it would have been a glowing review. 
because I didn't pay for right. it. But pain, I think, yeah, you I know, think like can't, it, I, can't I just don't want separate pain. that. I, I agree. I can't separate those two I, things. I mean, I, I kickstarted their World at War uh, 1985 thing, whatever that was. Oh, um, that's, so I'm getting that. Yeah, that's the game I sent you with no counters. No, no, you sent me the America Conquered. Yeah, it's the same system, though. Oh, is it? But, yeah. but I, so I, I, like, I pay for the games. Like, I, right. I, I feel like it's, it's kind of a, a weird thing when you're not paying for them because you, it's cathartic like, to really burn down a game when you don't enjoy it. Uh, when you're yeah. spreading it out to mm. thousands of listeners. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm either too unsophisticated or too complicated to uh, be able to separate the price <laughs> for a game with, from my review. But I just can't do it. Like, if a game's free, I tend to be more enthusiastic. If it's a, if it's a gift, I'm more enthusiastic about it. But what I would say, so, um, so we're not doing Patreon, but what we do do is uh, when we have convention um we produce a coin right a challenge coin and if you have this coin it's worth a certain amount of points uh, there's been a variety of coins that have been made and if you have a coin that's secured to someone you slap it down and no one can match you they have to buy you a beer so when we have our registration for our convention aac cons maybe some guys can't make it you can always pay for registration and we'll send you a coin so you can buy a coin uh, which is we only make we only make one issue of them and they're I guess they're collectible <laughs> <laughs> and they're works of art they're all really really good yeah they're nice they're metal hardball coins just like challenge coins from the military and they're dated for the convention so uh, what what some guys do is they'll even though they're not going to attend AACCon because they want to contribute to the guild and they'll send us the registration for the convention because they want the coin. So, so we then get the coin stamped and we send the coin. Uh, what other guys do is the convention and they will overpay. So if registration is 120, guys will pay like 240. And what that lets us do is uh, that basically lets us, uh, it guarantees you that that money is going to be put back into the convention sure that we can have like uh big space and uh, enough gaming room for guys it basically all goes back into the guild so if you do feel a burning desire to contribute money uh to us uh, you don't have to do patreon like fuck that's fucking stupid like we're, we're, we're gonna get like a dollar a month just when you go to register for AACCon, uh give us more money or you could get a that's kind of a cool coin and uh just send us the money for the registration and we might even end up doing, I think, something where if guys want to register one year and they can't make it that year, maybe we'll, we'll bump them in the next year. We'll have to see. But um, the idea is that we want to break even and not have to pay out of our own pockets to have a convention. <laughs> maybe this year. Uh, <laughs> we're yeah, getting I close. We're, we are getting close. Uh, the, the other thing is, uh, and, and the con is really good. The SWOLCON convention in St. Louis is great, but the problem is, the space is is limited and we can only have so many people in the area yeah so uh that's more of a monster convention but um the other thing is we've got an amazon link that you can click on when you want to buy fucking amazon shit like sprinklers or whatever and we get a, we get a tiny percentage of uh stuff are you guys allowed it's so in, tiny in arizona and yeah. california oh yeah oh, no. yeah i get it yeah we get them well the, dude it, it's fucking rain we, we aren't even in drought anymore. California oh. is no longer in a drought. Oh, awesome. We, we had so much rain in the past so, three months. It's been raining like away. every other day. 
Yeah, so we're for fun. But they still raise all the water rates because they first restricted the water. They, they, what they, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but basically this is how California works. They, uh, they said, okay, now you can only water on every other day. So everyone went to that. Then the water companies complained, oh, we're not selling enough water. So they raised the, they got California to raise the water rates. So California raised the water rates because they're like, we aren't making enough profit. So they raised the water rates. And now uh, they said, okay, now everyone can use all the water they want except at the higher rates. Didn't, didn't you have a spray on lawn, Dave? Oh, no, not me. Nope. I'm all grass. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, I helped a friend like roll out turf on a new lawn. Oh, you mean, like, I thought, art, figured that would be like turf? foreign con. Oh, terrible. No, no, no. Brand new grass cut from some turf producer. I just figured that would be like a, a foreign alien con. Oh, like sod. We call that desert. sod down. You put sod down. Well, yeah, you're right. right. I call it sod. You know, <laughs> I, I, told, I told my wife last night that my friend's that was getting sawed and she thought i was making a vasec reference oh no. so uh, no it's, <laughs> it's that's what we call it yeah yeah so whoever yeah. bought the uh the corn rounder and the the drink holder on amazon we we appreciate the kickback oh yeah that's cool. the other funny thing we get to see what you order on amazon <laughs> i mean and like so don't order better no, don't or whatever yeah order <laughs> we don't that blow up doll or whatever you wanted that's mm -hmm. fine uh but Barrel we little loops I won't be mad because, dude, I buy shit through Amazon all the time, and I'm like, "Fuck! I didn't even use my own fucking link to get and, the money." And for some reason, like they know they <laughs> they have all of my all of my addresses, so I can't even use it. I'm like, oh, I really? spend so much uh, fucking money from living from my account. What you do on your wife's phone, though? I think it's like if I log in from my house. I don't know. My I don't know. Mm. I've tried, and I, I get zero. I credit. feel like I, I feel like I hate to tell this to the the guys who are clinging on, like the the guys who don't belong, who are still listening. This is this is going to be a really long episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I, 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 I told my wife yeah. this could be this could be a while. Like, don't I'm looking at our, I'm looking at our playlist, and it's like we have a lot of stuff to talk about. No, I have to admit, I was a little shocked. There is a playlist. Like I, I thought this was just a wing it sort no, of situation. Well, I, I do, I do a playlist. We Jason, I don't know if Jason does, but I do a playlist just so I can remember things. But I don't always talk about everything on my playlist. But I just kind of want to know, like, yeah, I think we're on item three so far. Yeah, don't, I, I, don't, I, don't let them behind the screen. What are you doing? I sometimes do. I didn't say how many but, items. No, not this was. I didn't tell them about the other fifty. One hundred and seven. <laughs> So uh, then, what, do we want to talk about box art? Is that another thing we want to discuss? Yeah. Let's talk about box art. Okay. Terrible box I'm, I'm going to get tequila first. Okay, yes. I need to get right. lubricated. So Jeff and I will kick off, yeah. and then Jason came in. Right. So, yeah. so, so Jeff, uh, traditionally, like the idea of box art was, I think, when uh, the game was in the store, uh, the kid would come by looking, and you would see the box and be like, "Oh shit, this is a game that looks great. Like I want to look at this more." And the idea was that the the box art would kind of get you sucked in and make you pull that game out of the shelf to look at right so what's this what's the status of box art now in the industry ah uh, i think I, I i think the you know like you said in the old days it was for just to get people to pick up off the off the shelf i think it's still sort of that way i think it's maybe getting better like GMT in particular is starting to do like some nice CGI stuff. Oh, are you kidding me? Well, like, 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 uh, what's that Which Red games? Typhoon or something? Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that one. What's that I'm flying like game that Ralph and uh, Mitch have been playing? 
Oh, is that like Red Storm? Is that yeah. Red Storm? Yeah, like that one looks good. Or Holland 44. Like that looks pretty good. Who? Well, who did those covers? Not McGowan. Yeah, McGowan seems like it has gotten... The, the first warning shot over our bat was the Dark Sands when it came out. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, we'll talk about that game later. That And, and the Dark Sands, uh, and Kev Sharp actually was like, oh, yeah, the colors look nice. I mean, I was like, are you kidding me? It literally looks like Rommel is carrying a piece of drywall under his arm into a house. Yeah. So I do like the color. And I think that if you'd stayed with that color scheme and done anything else, you'd be in a good way. But what is that that like rectangular frame that Rommel is carrying? And why is half of his body cut off? Like it's 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 terrible. Well, I think he I think he, it's cut from some other. I think it might be cut from another piece of art. Yeah, the, um, I mean, there's there's a there's a dude who's like leaned up against him that's cut out. I've seen I've seen the original image. And, and it's, they, then they have like he puts Africa in there. Like a tiny Africa behind a palm tree, but which why, is just like why is that rectangular frame there? <laughs> Dude, it's so bad. I, I don't it's get so, it. It's, it's so terrible. So, like I, I don't, don't want to hate on McGowan because he's made a bunch of yeah, art because that I legend. really like. He, he's made some great things, but this is like so. So then we saw the cover for Fields of Fire Two come out. Oh my gosh! And Fields of Fire Two has this uh, picture, basically of a uh, looks he, like a, he looks a, surly. It looks like an army officer. It's basically an army officer, or maybe a marine officer, who's been given a command to go out and do another mission. So the idea is that his face is he has this haunted, like angry look at his commanding officer. And I've always said it looks like McGowan being told to make another cover for T, where he's like, seriously, what the fuck? Didn't we just do this fucking like you? Got, you want me to make another field of fire cover? Because the first field of fire is the traditional one. McGowan's like, all right, I guess fuck. Like, let's warm up the fucking Google in and let's get some fucking. I'm gonna grab this. Uh, oh, what do you want me to do? CNC medieval? Okay. Uh, oh, that, that's, that's a terrible. Cover. I'm, I'm gonna get some fucking black and white picture of some sculpture and then dump two count. Oh, I think I'll flip the other guy backwards and let's just put some horsey guys on and then I'll write. What, what yep. the fuck is the name of the game again? Counter okay. art should not be cover art. Yeah, he's like, okay, and uh, conquer medieval. Boom, it's on there. There you go. Get the fuck out of my face. The weird like, thing is like, that like once in a while he still makes a good cover. Like the last hundred yards, that's a great cover. I don't think so. I, I like it. No. I, I, I think it's like great. It. Like I, like I have no interest in, in that game and I love that yeah. cover. It's, it's, it's two guys and then the words are up in the corner. I don't. I don't get that. I don't. Yeah, like it just looks. It just I don't looks like clean. how it's typeset. I don't like how it's typeset though. I don't like that the title is off to the left. You know, I'm not going to get too picky. But dude, Field of Fire Two is a terrible fucking cover. It's bad. Game. So it's fucking terrible. Uh, I it's think it's bad. It's a great awful. image, but I, it's a bad, bad cover. But that's a. What, that's, what does it? What does it tell you? And so, so Sharp asked me. Uh, he said. Uh, well, what if I told you that uh, that officer fought in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam? I'm like, yeah. Okay, that's fine. What does that have fine. to do with the fact that he's on the fucking cover? Like, yeah. is someone going to rip out Wikipedia and like or, scan the image? Or pick a different picture of him. Like the the picture of the guy on the cover of Silver Bayonet is really good, right? But that the, that, that picture that is guy's awful. face. That guy's face is my face when I see the latest box it, art from right. That's basically. <laughs> so, with with Dark Sands, did you guys talk about that that cover's already been done by McGowan? 
Uh, oh, no. We, we missed that. Huh? So figure out why Rom- it was so weird. Rommel at bay. So that it's it's that same image with that same cutout, but at least it's cropped better because he put a box where his arm is cut off. Right. But yeah. but Rommel at bay is a McGowan cover that's almost exactly the same as what he did for Dark Sands. It's, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's bad it's, and <laughs> reductive of your own work. Like it's so it's so bad. But yeah, like, Phil, honestly, I, I pulled Phil off. to fire. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. First of all, I'm not going to play the game for Hang like on. 10 years. You backed up. Never No. Um, it, okay. it, 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 <laughs> I will say it didn't do it any favors, but I'm not going to play the game for a few years anyway. So I'm going to, I'm going to wait and get it on sale. Okay. Okay. But, I just felt like if they had just taken wiped off top part of Dark Sands and lifted the title up and just had that cool picture of the anti tank gun uh, mm-hmm. full full map, it would have been way better. Mm-hmm. Just just have the eighty eight with the the damaged tanks and why have Rommel at the top? It was like <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. So, so then when GMT rolled out their last, their, their newest three covers, they're like, hey, here we go. It's like CNC Medieval or two, or, and then the, the whatever, the Longest Yard or whatever the fuck it's called. And uh, and I was like, oh, God, it's the worst, the pits. Like, I want covers like the Panzerblitz cover. Right. Like, Clean. I want those, those kind of, like, color or colors that you're just like, all right, this is cool. Like, I really kind of it inspires you a little bit. I, I don't think they care anymore because they already know with P five hundred that they're fucking making, they're selling five hundred games. So maybe cover box art doesn't matter anymore I, in the game. I I think unfortunately I feel like the box art. It's kind of this is what so Richard Berg I get has this quote where he says the name or the title of a game has nothing or is only there to get you to take it off the shelf. And I, like the box art might be the same where it's like it doesn't have to be pretty but if it's like ugly enough that you pick it up to look at how ugly it is that's good enough oh yeah so you think like maybe the they they're provoking interest in the game maybe i i don't i don't know that they're putting that much effort into it jeff i, I like like even even the other way like hey let's make a it's like i think i think feel like mcgowan they would be Kim McGowan, we need you to really make a, a cover that's box art that's going to really piss people off. He's like, yeah, too much work. So can I just make the other one? Uh, like, can I just regen this other one I did? I've I've got a game in front of me. It's a game I'm going to review later. Where I hated the cover so much, I like made a custom cover and glued it to the game. And and there's some other color covers out there that I would do that with. So what's the game? Just quick, so I can remember the cover. A Yom Kippur. Okay. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. It's a, it's a terrible. Yeah. It's not. It has nothing new, McGowan, but it's just like some smiling picture of I'm sure an Israeli war hero, or maybe he's Egyptian. I don't know, but it, it's a terrible cover. I don't need a lot from my covers. Like when I look at the old cover of Federation Empire with like a Klingon guy's face and a and a Federation guy and a couple good, warships. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's what gets me into the mood. I'm ready to go. Seeing that uh, gets you dude. wet. But I, I think we need to be more aware. I think we've kind of slipped with our box art uh, appreciation. And not the guys in the guild, because we've got a bunch of guys, <laughs> guys who are yeah. graphic designers. 
ripping me off on like the font shit and the stuff that Compass Games does. So and, um, and I thought so Vietnam, their rumor of war, like that's awful. That cell shaded soldier over a faded map that was bad. But what they did to the Korean War, and I don't know if that's the real cover, but have you seen that? It's no, like I'm it's sure. it's it's basically like if you were to. Uh, squiggle a line that's maybe the outline of Korea and extrude it up out of a blue for the sea background and just make it straight gray. And then there's blue and red lines on the map that are like Napoleon, uh, you know, like the, the 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 wooden sticks on a on a map. And that's it. Oh no, I, I I know what you're talking about. It's awful. Yeah, it looks like a bunch of little. This like website little, is too terrible. I can't even find the picture. It, it looks it. like so a they couple don't have of a piles of, of colored colored uh, pieces of wood or fighting ridiculous. each other. Yeah, like yeah. The, the original cover is pretty good. The, yeah. The yeah. Emperor MacArthur like smoking just, a pipe or exactly, something. Yeah. It's just like stop being lazy. Put a little bit of effort. We're we're not spending I, nickels, you know, on on this. Or we're not spending. How about, the, how about the GCACW cover for oh my uh, gosh. To, take to take Washington? That's where that's, I'm that's like, I'm like, if, if you guys used actual models for that, they need to go see a doctor immediately. <laughs> like, what is going seriously, on? Seriously, those people job. have medical problems. <laughs> like, like they have, they're either you either staged corpses, built, put some corpses. That's out what there, it looks like. Or those guys. It's time, like, you know, the whole thing where they're like, oh, we saw a lump in her throat. She was a news reporter and she got it checked out. Like, they need to go to the hospital. They need to get checked out right now because they're in serious, uh, imminent danger. It, it, it's terrible. Uh, I, I like the game. So I'm like, whatever. I was just like, fuck, dude. So bad. So yeah. let's, let's start expecting good box art. Because honestly, when I saw the three covers come up on the GMT Facebook group, mm -hmm. uh, everyone's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm like, and I, I just, all I posted was, I can, I almost cannot restrain myself because I'm like, <laughs> I know I'm a guest here in this group. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is the art. Uh, and thankfully, the art in the game, they still appreciate it has to be good, but it's just like, don't like there let's can we effort can give we us something some right. effort in yeah. like someone see some want i need some want where do, you, <laughs> where do you stand on the war game cover collage oh i hate it yeah i i, I, I want agree. i want an image from the, a battle in the campaign like okay i'd like a painting like fire what revolution original does. fire in the sky right like yeah, yeah or like uh i think i think a lot of the gcacw ones uh you know let give me a good uh there's some great modern uh civil war artists who do great battlefield paintings uh and so put i know the miniature guys pay for that those guys work uh for their rule books like just pay some money i think gmt is just not paying some of the classic paintings though like i i wonder if they have the same like the covers are the two two paintings which is part of the problem for um What's that 70 Mets game uh, at any cost? Right. Like there's two paintings, which right. is stupid. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So the problem is I, they need someone who, they, they don't have people who have actual artistic sense. So like my point with Dark Sands, just have the 88 gun. You don't need Rommel on top. Like why are you jamming Africa, a palm tree, Rommel, some guy <laughs> we can't even see his face. Uh, all that shit, and then some weird piece of drywall 
that's painted in there like it could have been it just the 88 would have been cool like we get it we want to shoot 88s we know it's north africa <laughs> uh, unfortunately i think the the idea is well what if this person is really into you know but not tanks or something we need to have a picture of all that shit it's, it's the same thing as the menu where you go into a restaurant and they're like yeah we don't know if people are going to be into asian food or texan or mexican so just everything on there but i think in the old days it was kind of like you put some a cool picture on the front and on the back side you would have like an image of the map image of the units kind of like a rundown of what's on like on that back the the bottom back uh that would give you kind of the info like it would show you counters you're like, oh, this looks fucking cool. Like, like we always did that. We'd pull it out. We'd look at it. Be like, bitching. You'd flip it around to the back. You'd see a, an image of the map. You'd see the, the tactical counters, like airborne units. You're like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm buying this. I, I think the big problem. Or I'm going to shoplift this. Whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever phase of your life you're in. But whatever. I think the big problem, and I think I, I might have mentioned this when this, this debate came up on the Guild a while ago, is that unless you're going to design a custom piece... If you're going to like take an image and put it on your cover, all of the images are um, landscape photography and all of the, and board game covers are all portrait. So if you're going to like stretch it out, they have to, they, it doesn't work for like the way the image was taken. And so if you're going to be lazy, you make a and it just looks terrible. But also, you but, know, I've noticed this getting into it with the, even the Dungeons and Dragons products I've seen, I'll be, I'll be honest, like, uh, uh, like we're, we're going to get to this again. Sorry, guys. It's going to be another twenty minutes of Dungeons and Dragons. No, keep but, going. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm looking at the art in the new. Like I got the Dungeon Master's Guide. My my girls have had this kind of rekindling of their interest in Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, the art is fucking uninspiring. Like you can go through the new Dungeon Master's Guide and be like. Ugh, like each piece of art is like, yeah, okay, that's a picture of the thing they're talking about. And that's that's that picture of a dragon. It's nothing like the art that we saw in the 80s and 90s in these modules where they had like four or five house artists just incredible shit. Like they would just have an article, a part of it, the Dungeon Master's Guide, and they would have a castle picture of a like a sketch, mm -hmm. a black and white sketch of a castle off in this, off in the background, and a winding road leading up to it. And you see a little party of guys, like a wizard and a thief, maybe a dwarf, and you're like, oh, that's my party. Like this shit was like, it was a black and white sketch. Now mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, everything's full, very realistic. It's yeah, not but interesting. It's, you got to get the. Dungeon Crawl classics. Like Errol Otis. Like, where's Errol Otis's shit? Like, that stuff was great and it was quirky and it was. Ugh. Now it's like. Yeah. The DCC ha uh, handbook has has all that stuff in it. It has so, like little uh, cartoons and like great epic pieces. I. G guy. Yeah, Jeff, you got a pressure button, buddy. Oh, sorry. I'm not an RPG guy. And, and I'm sorry. I know that that's. I know that's important to you guys, but like looking at some of this D and D guys, like do you do you worry that with this like full color D and D art that it almost like it ruins your imagination of of it in the same way that if a movie comes out of a book you've read that unfortunately you can't think of it the way you used to. I just think that the uh, when I when I look through the new stuff and uh, basically they used to pick really cool. Uh, 
vignettes to paint like right. the player's handbook had that classic image of the the thief climbing up the statue to pry out the eye of the idol while the rest of the party's watching you know like right. they don't they they don't they don't do any of that stuff anymore so it's like uh now you just see like oh we're in the wizard section here's a picture of a wizard about to cast a spell it's just like and you look at it you're like yep that looks like a wizard right <laughs> like, yeah before you used to look at the pictures and be what's happening to like they would show like the party listening at a door meanwhile like some kind of ooze is getting ready to drop on them and they're unaware of it like they would do shit like that in in the illustrations now it's just like here's a picture of the ooze well that's what the ooze looks like the one thing like i remember you saying in a previous episode playing with your kids that like your your daughters could tell hours in advance that they were going to be fighting a a mind flare on a boat or something because that was the front cover right they, they would do like, that. They, they would do that but uh the the one thing that so so basically what happened recently is my daughters have been kind of getting into role playing a little bit and so we had been i've been trying to get them to play other games basically forcing them i would say like i'm gonna punish you good if for you, you. Don't play this game with me um it's for their so, own so we tried too many bones we tried to play too many bones which is a great game and too many dice yeah and they were like they were trying to role play with each. I noticed them trying to role play with each other. And, uh, and I have a 12 year old, 13 year old and a 10 year old. My 12 year old just turned 13. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and my 10 year old's about to turn 11. So they're about two years apart. So they were really into the role playing. So I thought to myself, I'm like, maybe I could like try again with Dungeons and Dragons. And so what I did this time is I just, uh, Dan Coleman makes a bunch of like, like kind of a one shot adventures. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I bought one of his adventures online. He has packs. So I bought like one I made sure I, I realized that the problems with the girls is they don't want to die. They don't want to, they want to be heroes. Right. So I make sure they're at least, so if it's a first dungeon, it, I make sorry, sure is, they're, is that both of them? Like I, I thought it was just yeah. one, one oh, in particular no. is a sore no, loser. No, no it's no. both. Nope, they don't want to die. They want to have. Okay. They want. They want to have a heroic. They don't want to challenge. They <laughs> have in fun and and so like if you're a 45 year old guy and you think you've got the D D rules down, yeah, you want to probably have a challenge with your second little fighter. When you're an 11 year old girl playing a ranger with a pet wolf, yeah, you don't want to have a risk of dying. In the game. Are the pets still the main perk? Okay, so here's the deal with the pets. So here's what I did. Uh, basically, each of them has a pet, uh, but the pets, when they die, they come back to life the next day. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to fuck with the pets anymore. And uh, so if it was a first level adventure, I made them fourth level. And they so there was only two of them, and they did pretty well. But like, dude, afterwards, like they're sitting on the couch reading the player's handbook. Uh, one is, I come home the next day. The, the oldest is on the computer reworking her character sheet because she needs to work on her backstory. Sounds like, like Sammer. Yeah, but it was good though. It was, Did so she it was like, try and rework her character into something entirely different, yeah, like Sammer right. style? Right. No, she tried, and I tried to talk her out of it, like I did with Sammer. Uh, but yeah, it, it's sad that Sammer has a lot in common with my 13 year old daughter, but whatever. We won't get into those issues. <laughs> but yeah, so it was cool to see them excited and. When I got the dungeon master's guide, they wanted to read it. And I was like, Hey, pick up some of were like, Hey, pick up your best magic. But honestly, when I'm reading it's not anywhere near as good as it was. Or reading. 
pages I'm like it's fucking drag it's just the okay. so the so writing my... the writing is boring the the art is boring um when I ordered the old RuneQuest supplements that I used to have when I was younger, like Pavis and the Big Rubble stuff, that shit is still great. The if you if you read the old modules that were written back when Gaiax was writing them and when the older guys were writing them, they're still fun to read. You read the new shit, it's like ugh. I don't know what happened. So I have a four-year-old daughter and two sons aged three and six months so i'm a f probably still a few years away from doing any of this and, but when you're, but I you're want not to. a grandfather though jeff i'm not a grandfather okay. I'm like Sorry. what you might think let's just get maybe that's your nickname. maybe we should name you grandpa <laughs> <laughs> i always i am an old soul i mean i play these stupid board games i don't know so stupid so so did, did you did no rpg when you were young None. I've got one. So I, I, nobody I knew did RPG when I was young. I've got one friend who's still does, and and he was like our college roommate. And at some point, I'll probably play some D and D with him. But I just it's, we don't have time. Well, to what make. my girls like my youngest. What my youngest told me after we played was she said it's just simpler than all the other games we play. She's like, mm, I just think yeah. it's very simple. It's a very e fifth edition D and D is a very easy game to play. And I have the spell cards for them, so they just put the card into the the. If, if they cast a spell, they just throw it into the the dice tray we have to roll to show right. that they've cast it. So uh, I kind of make that easier for them, and I don't we, we don't get bogged down in rules as much. And it, it's definitely there's a lot of yes and going on, right? Yeah. And, and and there's they're in no danger. Basically, none of these monsters could conceivably kill any of them. Yeah, they're, they're it's like Adventure Time, right? But but they but think it's fun because they're having fun fighting and they want to make choices and do things and interact and that's really so. It's it's worked out well. So now again, like right away, they were like, we played on Sunday, and then they're like on Monday, they're like, can we play after school? And I'm like, no, only on weekends. So <laughs> what? Yeah, fuck, I'm not I'm not driving two hours from work and playing a fucking Dungeons and Dragons game. I mean, that that sounds like some top top level dadding until that point. Yeah, right. Well, they you gotta you gotta keep them hungry. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, exactly. Keep them hungry. Yeah, so that that's the secret I learned. You gotta really level them up and uh, keep them on top. But like, dude, there's shit like now, now like uh, tales from the, the the yawning portal where they have all these old D and D adventures that they've upgraded for fifth edition. I think in the book there's like seven D and D adventures, like a Tomb of Horrors, mm -hmm. uh, Shrine of Tomoachan. Uh, uh, White Plume Mountain, like a bunch of these classics. So I'm like, yeah, but I, I'm doing the Dan Coleman ones for now because they're really well designed mm -hmm. and they're 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 smaller and they've got a lot of good clues. So we're like, hey, here's where treasure is, and they give you like fog of war maps that you can give to the the player characters too. So cool. Uh, so it's good. It's been good. So I'm excited. The girls are back into it. Nice. No, I, I am interested. I probably will. I, I like. I've heard of some some RPGs that are a little bit more kid friendly and i think i will do that because like i've, I've thought, tried to think of some of the games i own that i could play with my kids and aside from like some stuff that i hate like memory and land and stuff well, like well, I the, just in, the intro one is corp 
Corp is really easy. It's quick role play. And I've got all the stuff for that if you ever need it. Um, it's a very simple 2D6 role playing system, which is what I started kids with when they were young. Okay. Um, but, you know, the problem is there's math and uh, the, like my youngest just wanted, had to get comfortable. Like the, the older ones, that's the, the really crazy smart one. My young one's smart, but she's you know, sporty. a little more sporty. And like, so she's, she gets intimidated a little bit, I think, by the older one. But so once they really, so it's basically a ranger and a warlock. So now my warlock is like, oh, I don't want a pseudo dragon. I want a quasit because I'm actually going to worship a demon, but I want to get away with them. <laughs> so that's my backstory. So I want to fight off my evil past and I have a bad temper. And I'm like, wow, it's real life, actually. Uh, <laughs> is is your wife still uh, doing the, uh, the um, what's the healer? Yeah. The healer thing for the party or is she checked oh, no. right out no she's out she's done she's not participating at all okay. like they asked her the younger one tried to get her to do it like hey mom would be good she's like nope that's your thing with your dad <laughs> so, but we're having I'm, I'm actually enjoying it it was fun are you playing uh, a character in this as no, well or are you just dming DM, GMing. DM. so basically they run two characters they run themselves and their pet so does the pet like perform like with a character sheet yeah. yeah like the ranger has like a, a wolf who can fight uh and smell stuff and hear things so i give them clues and uh she has a uh the warlock has like a, a invisible closet they can go out and fight. they use that to scout ahead to see if there's traps or anything so they're smart i mean they, they, cool. they actually role play really well girls are actually pretty good role players uh, so nice so not to not That's to it. not to plug another podcast, but we do have an RPG podcast. Well, I listen to it. Boring. <laughs> who, who listens to that? <laughs> Th this would be a great discussion for that, for the, that podcast. Oh, the downloads aren't as much as I thought they would be on that. I no, thought more not guys at all. Is it, it's, it's, it sound, looks like it's guild only right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think guys need to clean it up a little bit. And, but though, I, I don't think clean guys, it up. No, I, I don't mean, think that's the selling point. No, but I don't think guys really care. Maybe in there, if if people are listening, we do. So we have the alcohol uh, alcoholic adventures cabal. Mm -hmm. Is that the? So that's our, our live RPG arm, and we've got a bunch of different games on there. But you know, um, some of them have a lot of garbage time. So uh, I don't know. I don't listen to all of them to be honest. I, but I, I don't know if I cleaning don't it up is the answer. I don't know if cleaning it up is the answer because the only ones I've really listened to was when I heard that you had an epic drunk disaster oh, for uh, the <laughs> thanks, beginning thanks, of your Jeff. Western one. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, that's when I clicked. I don't know that, if that's disaster actually, is the right word. God, it wasn't. It was, that, it was epic. It's the history of our podcast. That's basically. It's like the, all, the all episode, <laughs> first episode with all good. <laughs> <laughs> that was which I listened to several times. Oh, you fucking Jeff! You're such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> This is my legacy. This is what I've left. That's right. Opponents <laughs> me like. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's we can, we can only we do so Traveler. much. When we played Traveler and Brad got really drunk and then he was like, that's it. I don't want to be on anymore. I'm like, dude, believe me, I've been down this road before. <laughs> <laughs> they love that's it. Nothing. Like, they just, that's nothing. That's the favorite part of it. Uh-huh. So, uh, Jason, are you doing any kind of role playing or no? Um, what's going on? Yeah, I let's see. And I just ran through a whole thing. So Duck is doing like a an anime high school thing. That's that's pretty fun. Oddity, Oddity. 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 Oddity.
Um, you're a Western, which is which is a lot of fun. Yeah, we got Western still going. We got to wrap up that season. We're going to wrap up the first season, I think. It's just a lot of work to run, and I want to mm-hmm. play a little bit. So I think, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna. It's it's hard. Do one more episode and then wrap it, and then get ready for season two. Mm-hmm. And then Rex is doing Fall of Delta Green, which I really like because it's it's set in the the sixties. Um, so I some espionage cool. and stuff. So that, yeah, that's I'm listening to that one. Um, and then I'm running some stuff um, that I need to wrap up and get some new stuff started. But yeah. It's it's fun, you know. It, it it's just one more way to kind of hang out with people and and bullshit. Yeah, have fun. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I want to get the traveler one started again. The traveler groups. Yeah, it was just a fun group of guys, and we had a good time playing. So, uh, all right. There's nice. a lot of shenanigans in that. So, uh, Jeff, what do you got playing right now? What do you got going on? You got any games going on with guildies or anything like that? uh nothing much in the moment like uh I've, i'm scheduled to play uh, melee melee with uh duck and oh, Pate, nice Pate, i should say and uh backdoor matt and i think there's someone else and i'm sure he's upset because i've forgotten him uh, at the end of the month so that'll be cool i haven't read the rules yet uh maybe don't, i will we'll don't see. worry don't don't bother. i won't then thank you there you go that's all i need so that's at the end of the month. Um, so I've played with Rick a fair bit in the last while, but sort of got taken off the rails. Like I was off on vacation, for, I don't know, three weeks, and then I was away for a while. So so all my regular vassal opponents have sort of fallen off the side, and I'm just deep in the, the dark valley of dadhood, so I'm doing a bit of va- solo gaming. Oh, yeah, because you, you have a new kid, so you're like, that's it for you. Pretty much. I, you know, I've, I've got a couple big games that i'm kind of like i like i I enjoy learning a game from someone else but i want to read through the rules and make some of the mistakes myself first so that yeah i agree i think that makes sense yeah like face to face is good but i i like to solo a little bit to get the feel for it before i start getting into it with somebody else (laughs) punishing someone else exactly like i was playing combat commander with or making you don't want to make ridiculous oh yeah you don't want to make ridiculous mistakes like with rick oh i do a pro right yeah Yeah. like like but he's a good uh, teacher right like oh he's a great teacher but like when i i played i don't know played three or four games with rick and the first game it became apparent like i was fire grouping so like all your firepower for all your guys you get all that in the fire group and rick was like no 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 Pick your primary unit and then plus one for each thing, and that changes the entire <laughs> game. So, so at some point in the future, we're going to play some GBOH, which I think is a great game. But I'm sure I'm doing everything wrong. So he'll he'll it, set me straight. It is, and it's a it's a system which is great. So hopefully that helps. I mean, like as we get older, it's all about systems. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, yeah. Different rules. Exactly. I mean, unfortunately, and, like learning rule, new rules is like a nice little, you know, brain challenge. But at some point, the fun is the, the strategy decisions, not just understanding well, that, that, the that's, rules better. That's the problem Gallipoli had when it came out, I think, because Gallipoli came out and I bought it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen all this shit about Gallipoli. Like, and, and rifle and spade. I'm like, okay, there's these rifle and spade general rules. And then there's Gallipoli special rules. And I'm going to set it up. I was like, fuck this. Like... I can't even like. I don't have time to, to figure all this shit out. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the, somebody the needs to make a simple Gallipoli. 
simple yeah. rifle and spade rules. <laughs> I think it's the be- I think it's the best game that no one nobody is playing. I totally like, agree. But I am gonna play it. By God, I'll set it up again. The only I set it person up twice already. The only who's played it is uh, Tyler Whiskey Bear, and he played it under the careful right. watch of yeah, the developer and designer. Count. That doesn't count. Like no. if the Anzacs aren't playing it, that's a bad sign. That's right. I agree. You know? And can we just like I said, that's their Gettysburg, right? I, th- I think we just need to shout out Rick as like guild legend, kind of you know. Rick quiet, is great. Quiet on the forums, but he's uh, play with anybody. He's, he's, he's a great teacher. Yeah, he's and he's a great guy. Uh, I, I I love playing with you. I don't know. Why, I, think why a, he, I think I think Rick's a little mean, but why doesn't fine. he? <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> why doesn't he? I don't understand why he doesn't come to the convention. It's very upsetting. Uh, I, he might. He might. Who knows? He probably will one of these times. Rick, I miss you. He wants to make. He wants to make sure we're legit before he comes. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. I don't know if you guys are sure. hardcore enough. For yeah, he's not sure it's going to last. We he's not get, sure this whole podcast <laughs> thing is going to work out. Behind us uh, and then he's still come. pretending that he doesn't actually listen to the podcast. But I think he does. Oh, don't even start it because then he's going to get in this whole thing where he's going to tell me how he doesn't listen. <laughs> he, he doesn't, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. Yes, he's, I mean he's present on at least he he's present on the uh, the vassal invite list, and anyone mm-hmm. who says they want to play, they'll play. Yep. And, no, and he shows up on time, right. and he teaches you what you're doing wrong. And that's that that's Rick the, is great. That's the advantage too for being in uh, special groups like Rocket on Rocket Chat. That Swede was nice enough to set up for us because um, Rick is on there too sometimes. So when you're clocking on and you're like, hey, I want to find somebody who wants to play a Comic Commander tonight. Is almost always going to be like, yeah, I'll do it. Yep, I'll help I'm you in. out. Like yep. I'll play. Yeah. So it's clock on. It's kind of a way you can be like, hey, uh, real quick, I'm, I'm available and I wanted to play a game, and guys will get it and they can get it on their phones or their iPads or whatever. So, uh, that's available. Out there. So just so the big thing is, I think there is a group that listens to the podcast but doesn't participate because you're kind well, of like, we, mm. <laughs> we we see the numbers. We know those people are out there. There's yeah, so we know there's, <laughs> there's like thousands of guys who listen. There's yeah, what? thousands who listen. Yeah, how is there twelve hundred like downloads or, or sixteen hundred downloads per episode? There's only like four hundred guilties and only but, fifty. But actually, it, it's not even sixteen hundred. There's much higher. This the download numbers are are deceptive. So we know that many more people listen. Uh, because the downloads aren't always recorded. Like if you do a, like a live listen or something okay. like that of Podbean, and uh, and then when we moved, I think our download numbers got trashed from the last. There was a movement I think that happened at some point. Um, whatever. So a lot of people listen. Uh, a lot of people listen to old episodes, and which is uh, so weird. I, I listen to a lot of old. Like like I have a job where I can once I know what I'm doing, I can listen to a podcast at work without my performance so i listen to old episodes but i did jason this happens i i listened to this baseball podcast called up and in and uh it's two good guys like some of us really handsome young uh, really, <laughs> just like, really just just like you guys Every, yeah. everything's going their way but, uh, these guys basically <laughs> just started a baseball podcast and they were scouts and they started just drinking and talking about baseball and a bunch of people started liking what they're doing and it just something builds around you and that's what happens right mm-hmm. that's that's what how podcasting works right it's basically like you have a radio show without having to deal with a radio station so uh, thank you for explaining podcasts 
No, I'm just no, but I'm saying sort of like with this, they had a whole. It's more they had a whole community that right. built around them, yeah. like grew around them. They had a Facebook page and all that, and they'd always laugh about it, like, "Oh my, my god, all these guys." The so that's kind of happened with us, I think, where we've had this community build up around us, and it gets to where it's not even about the community, uh, like, or it's not a podcast anymore. It's more about the community in general. So, right. well, I, I agree. I mean, not to be melodramatic, but to be honest, without the guild, I might have quit this hobby because, like, I've, I, you know, hey, by the time too. I killing your killing yourself is never it's a permanent solution or a temporary problem Jeff. i mean that's, not, that's not what i'm talking about i'm glad that we saved your life but that's not but realistically like i would buy these games and you know let's be honest a, a huge number of the games that we buy you need like some other lunatic to play with and right and outside of uh, a convention or like a regular vassal e-harmony date sort of situation you're never like right. who am i going to play the full campaign of Siege of Jerusalem with. No, that's that's what happened with, with Jed, like that guy, young guy Jed I met. At, where it's like, it's like where's he? Who's he going to play with in, in Sioux Falls? <laughs> it's like nobody's played. Exactly. You, you basically have these games. And you'd be married, and you would look at them occasionally and sort through them and be like, oh, this looks cool. But like, and your wife is like, okay, well, I'll go put this back in the closet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like I play solo to learn the rules so that I play multiplayer and understand what i'm doing later or or be able to teach it later it's I, I, these people who like love solo and that's like they want to play solo. i don't get that for me it's all just about understanding it so that i can teach or understand it later yeah so many games i like solo but yeah i, I understand like it's definitely better to play i think against the opponent now, uh, i know you like lavatai solo and you love it like the whole chip play, uh, sh uh chip pull thing but i mean how much better was it playing at the convention against brad or whoever right well i didn't play there because oh, was, you were gming well i just was too much stuff going on but whatever uh yeah so sorry i, was next, <laughs> I think i was in, i think i was in something else at the point sorry so was that Sa samur was disappointing you no they oh that's right playing samur. <laughs> were, were you were you, <laughs> clipping, were you clipping and sorting can counters i didn't clip anything so, but Mr. 1000 clipped a lot of Camp Paul that, that convention. <laughs> During a convention? That's prime time. That's right. So, Jason, what do you got going on? What are you playing? Anything oh, interesting? That's a good question. Um, playing a couple war games. Uh, Backdoor and I are playing Battle Him um, before the reprint. Oh, uh, oh wow. Nice. Good. Uh, Andy and Abyss with Leroy Braxton and Francisco, which is a lot of fun. I'm the government. Um, we're in our, th I think, third propaganda card. I'm not doing great, but I'm hanging in there, which is all I all I aim for. And I'm playing a shit ton of train games. Playing 1830, 1849, Age of Steam, and Silverton. Wow. So get my train game fix in. You're yeah. in the coal burner. You're still I, in the train. Yeah. And the, those are all like online or play by email or what? Yeah, play by email mostly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in a, in a bit of a... In the in in the middle of an obsession again with trains, so I'm getting my fix. And so so even if you don't like short games, you, you mean can... stocks and companies, stocks and companies. But, but and Dave so. is into trains now too, so it's it's okay now. Am I? Oh, uh, you I, bought Age of Steam? I kickstarted. Did you? I don't know if I bought nice. it. I did. I kickstarted because there was a intellectual property dispute, which automatically <laughs> makes me want to support it. I and they resolved it. I and that's a two that's a great game. Well, it's nice that they resolved it. I thought that was nice, but yeah. whenever there's drama, then I double down. I, I, <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. I'll buy. I'll buy the second copy off of you because I didn't. I didn't kickstart it. 
Because I have I have one, but mine has plastic trains in it, which are very annoying. What 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 is the usual component for an eighteen age of steam? Is it a counter or a no? They're, they're wooden discs. So the 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 track is hexes, but the but your routes you mark w traditionally with a disc of your color. The copy I have has these little plastic trains that are garbage. But so I I played a, a so you'd rather down. have a disc than yeah. a train? Yeah, we can trade it. Really? You want. Mm -hmm. No, I they're don't just know. easier I to handle. They look better. I don't on know the map, if I should cleaner. trade at all. I'm just, I just <laughs> I thought trains would be cool. Mm. And I, I, mm. I think that's what I thought maybe when I picked it up. I was like, oh, trains. I thought it was about trains. <laughs> it, it is, but the, like, no yeah. train game is actually about trains. It's all about stock, Dave. Well, know, Age of really, Steam is a... actually about running a decent railroad. What if there were little plastic dollar bills? Would you be like, I'm all over that? <laughs> well, no, we no. got we got trademarked uh, poker chips these days. <laughs> We do. God, yeah, I don't know any of that <laughs> shit. Like that is just all so way out there. So what about uh, you, besides you, train games, uh, that, that's well, it. I got a. Uh, yeah, besides, I, so I'm not playing any train games. Um, <laughs> Get on board, Dave. Still doing Fed and Empire with Ralph. Uh, week by week, just away at the Zinti Empire. The Klingon fleet. Is it Lyran still the fleets. same game? Are you guys just playing? Yes, yeah, still one? the same okay. game. Ralph this is still keeps, a learning game before they Ralph start keeps to get serious. Me, he, keep, he keeps expecting me to surrender. Uh, we did not successfully take the Zin capital, but we devastated every other planet in their capital system and then pulled out. And now there are just like scores of ships that need to be repaired. Um, I keep hoping are, that you guys are going to like, you're going to lose interest and go back to next war, but I'm, I'm losing hope. No. I don't think so because we we well the other thing is now we have to gear up for the Swolcon because we have uh, oh, we're yeah. doing it Swolcon so you'll be burned out after that so then I'm gonna have to we got have to do cheat sheets for the but Ralph doesn't want to work on players. a Friday night he wants to play Fed and Empire he doesn't well, want to play next Ralph war. is down Ralph is always down so uh so that, that's what i'm doing ralph uh i'm playing root still i don't care fuck, nice. fuck you haters no yeah uh, still playing root playing it uh play by email in our guild group and, and who's in that i am uh that? i'm the cats uh medicine man is the birds karsten is the vagabond and ross is the woodland alliance nice and we are still kicking the shit out of the woodland alliance between uh uh medicine man and i we've learned from the first game where i ran away with it with wooden alliance uh we are fucking just beating the shit up we're like basically he's on the ground and we're fucking just boot kicking him right in the head <laughs> curb stomping yeah that's right so uh so that's that one and then i'm also playing one with uh john cousin john and cousin jed the cousins and uh but but medicine man was in on that one but then medicine man went on his island tour so that one stopped uh so we had to figure out where we're going to start again so i actually have two root games uh we're doing axis empires play by email also good oh uh, nice. I, i'm the soviets in that nice. one we're doing the full campaign from 1937. and you're uh, enjoying that as much as you did last time uh well it's good it's slow because again uh Medicine Man was part of it, and he was in Tinian or whatever. So now he's back, and so we're catching up. But yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Like again, review turns, and I, I I catch the guys fucking up their turns also. So nice. I nice. I, I I didn't pick it up during the their their sell, 
Oh, dude, it's like, a great solo. The, the day after it ended, I was like, why did I not pick that up? It's Fucking Dude, that was a great sale. Yeah. That was super cheap. Yeah. Was there a big decision sale that I missed? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they, they put they, one game on sale. Craig and, yeah. To Taller Craig and Dai Sensu. I think both games they were, were like, for sale. Yeah, like 40 to 50 bucks each. Oh, I probably should have got on that. Yeah, yeah they were like, I think they were $75 a piece or something, something like, like that. Yeah. I'm so I, I still don't have a uh, strategic World War II, and I'm kind of torn between that one and um, Unconditional Surrender. Oh, are you kidding me? Come on, I've got okay. neither. Come on. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I think Dude, okay. I think access. Okay, well, I'm I'm reviewing I'm re I'm reviewing okay. half of this system we'll, in we'll, this podcast, we'll so up I can this. convince you. Okay. Um, so the other thing is ASL with Pete. So I'm I'm back to playing ASL. So. Uh, it's funny asl is very seductive because backdoor matt was all like oh i don't know about asl and then suddenly he's like okay yeah asl is pretty cool like i'm really into it and it, it even rick rick has been gaming for how long mm -hmm. and asl has completely sucked him <laughs> back in where now he's staying up late at night trying to buy cheap asl products when the sales kick in uh, you tried telling me a few months ago that asl wasn't even one of your top five games but i, not, I didn't believe you even it's then. not I suppose it's, it's probably top, top 10 how, you play every Thursday how it, night. How is it not top five? Eh, what do you I play mean, more? Why? Like, I think I like Labatai more. Like if I had to pick a game, like if I had to pick games, mm -hmm. um, I would say, uh, uh, D &D, uh, Vietnam 65 to 75. Okay. Uh, Labatai. I like Labatai more. Okay. I think I like Axis Empires more. Wow. Um, I mean, like i like i like the way it plays i just that into tactical infantry warfare like i'd much rather play like a more momentous game i think momentous. I hmm. is, is that even i think momentous is momentous <laughs> but, but maybe that's all the canadian syllable pronunciation is that the canadian pronunciation <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it's just the english we don't know we don't know that might be canadian there so yeah we definitely um, would have added you to that somehow yeah right so uh but yeah i think like i asl for me is i i like it but i mean dude it's so much like it's like so pete and i are playing pto now we're doing uh we're doing shanghai and flames which is basically right. the japanese attacking shanghai defended by the chinese uh nationalist chinese. and it's cool i mean we're having fun with it but fuck it, it's a lot <laughs> the rules are a lot but you keep like, but please. you keep going back to it with me well, three, if it's fuck three, it, it's a lot three. i'm like i'm out i'm lighting this on fire there's, or giving it away and... it's still fun but it's just there's three pages of rules for like how fire works like how literally flame moves from building to building <laughs> based on wind and like all sorts of shit. Yeah, just, there's so much. Fuck and we that. fucked up the rules on that. But but we haven't Boom, hang on. But is it three pages that you need to read? Or is it three pages where you're like, yeah, fuck shit? Well, burns. no, it's, it's, Love it. It, well, it's three pages you need to read because uh the game starts in flames. There's there's three four blazes. It's Shanghai in flames. Yeah, B twenty five, the flame rules are important in that game because <laughs> because <laughs> are catching fire and the beats guys started being caught in buildings that were on fire yeah that'll so make a they difference had to route out yeah. they had to run away and uh but we were having a blast playing it so that's good i mean we had fun with it so nice so that's it i mean basically uh 
the big ones, obviously, on, on Fridays, I'm playing Fed and Empire with Ralph. Uh, Thursdays, I'm playing ASL with Pete. And uh, that's that's what I've been doing. So I, I forgot to say, I, at some point here, I'm going to be playing, I think, like Triplanetary with Derek. I, uh, oh, nice. Which, oh, which will doctor, be cool. Is that the with, doctor? With, mm-hmm. with, yeah, pardon me, with Dr. G. So we've talked about this now. At some point, we'll do it. Um, I played Maria. Uh, not too long ago with uh, a couple How of was that? non-guilties. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that uh, game, it, that, it, both it, of those games I'm, I'm playing, speak to me for some I'm playing reason. At that Swolcon, I'm playing at that Swolcon, yeah. so I'm kind of... Con- I have no idea how it plays. So, uh, so I know nothing about... What is it? Is it Austrian Succession War? Spanish yeah. or Swedish War? It's, I don't know. It's, no. no, I think it's Seven uh, Years War. Seven Years? Because okay. Maria Teresa is Seven Years War. So she, I mean, she's cool, but I, I know nothing about the war. It's but about. it's about card suits, right? It's mm-hmm. the kind of mm-hmm. it. It is. So the, uh, I should say, it, so it's a great game. I, I don't know so much about how much it reflects on the war because like I said I played it. And I don't even know which war it is. Maria or Friedrich? Maria. In okay. play, Friedrich is four player. Okay. Maria is is three only. So it, it's cool to play a game that's specifically made for three people because, of course, three player games are made. You know, they just the way they're ma- they they are. It's, it's kind of like one against two. Well, like, sort of. So the weird split. the weird it's thing like is that game. one player is like on one front. One player plays the uh, they play the pragmatic allies on to be the western front. And on the eastern front, they play the Prussians. So if like I played the Austrians, so on the eastern front, they were my diehard enemy like my biggest enemy was the Russian player and then over on the west they were my ally that's funny it's a weird thing yeah it was neat but it but it works you know so so can you give us like a like run over two minute run over how the game works yeah okay so it's it's got little wooden bits and you you have like how how does it start um it's pretty simple or so the way the Fuck, I'm trying to remember it, man. I'm, and I'm drunk. Welcome to and the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Hang in there, I, didn't, I didn't prepare. This wasn't my review. I didn't no, prepare for this. I know about card suits. Uh, yeah, it is. Some... So the combat is card suits. I'm just trying to remember like the sort of the sequence of play. So each turn you get to move your move your units and depending you know if you're moving like you can do forced march if you're not moving towards battle you can just march across highways yeah, I'm, or something I'm more interested fast. in how the cards work okay. in the game i don't so, care about the other stuff okay so once when you wanted to battle somebody you just have to move it's point to point you move into the point that's adjacent to another point and and then a battle ensues in the following in the following combat and, round, and Dave, I think it's kind of like Sakikahara, where right, that's what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is, like where you can choose to fight or not, so you can kind of bluff somebody, like, hey, I have all these units in here, but really I don't have any spades in my hand, so I'm not really going to do right. anything, but you might have to pay attention to that it. That could be. So, yeah. so how I, does I that really work, Jeff? Are there certain it. sides that are strong in suits, or well, you so every. At the beginning of the turn, you're issued like a few cards, like depending on your side. Like I was the Austrians, they have a relatively high yield of cards. And then you, you know, you, you might bid them like a, a, there's like a political round where you can choose like In the Sekigahara, uh, you get cards for mo- more movement. You okay. There's not, cards. no. So there's, so at the start of the round, there's like a political phase and there'll be like two or three cards will come up for bid. So one was 
Uh, so the Prussians are off fighting the, the, the Russians and you can choose to bid like as the Austrians, I, I wanted to encourage the Russians to keep fighting and the, the Prussian, my, my, uh, my opponent wanted to like finish, like, like have the Russians like calm down so that he could bring one of his generals with a, a group of soldiers or armies into, you know, back up the rest of his forces. So you could, how much you bid it on bid on that would leave you with how many, however many cards. So anyway, so when you get to combat, you finish in an adjacent space and the board is sort of overlaid in these, these squares with a, a suit, you know, uh, hearts, clubs, spades, Okay, so and, so I'm, I'm sorry. The suits are assigned based on like geography. Geography, but they're they're almost um, like they're kind of in the background there. So, you, like, so you end up in you can have two adjacent uh, like enemy forces, and one could be in a hearts era square, and one could be in a club square. Okay, so they're it's kind of arbitrary. Yes, yes, that that would I think okay. that would be right. I mean, it's not yeah. like it's not like mountains or clubs. No. Or like no Austria's definitely clubs, not. Or, yeah, it's okay. just like the before even laying out the the geography of the map, it was like they laid out a grid work of hearts clubs. So if diamonds. you're gonna get up on a guy, you might want to be like, I'm coming from club and spades, so I want to have clubs and spades. Yeah. So so you like like at times I was issued five cards, and like all five of them would be diamonds or something. So like I'm making tactical decisions only do battles in diamonds. Areas. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So, so like the the combat. So, so once you get in, so you initiate but combat. But it's based and, on spaces on the map, not on the units. Um, like yeah, like it, like units aren't spades. It's no, the actual no, no, no. map board. The yeah, the map board is is like there might be like there could be as many as like three or four areas inside a like a square area of clubs. Or, or, or diamonds or whatever okay but but it's quite possible that you could have two armies in opposite like in across a border of of suits got it so and then so you you start the battle and one side might have you know four armies the other has two armies so right away there's a, a delta of you know neg two to the so the side that is currently losing the delta okay i'm gonna play uh three of so so let's say it's a three of, they're in a heart space i'm going to play a three of hearts so now i'm at plus one or, or sorry now you're at negative one to the the opposing player so then that guy plays a couple cards or a card rather and until he's at a positive value and right. so whoever ends like you can play as many cards as you want back and forth until someone gives in and whoever ends positive um is the battle or whoever plays the last or so if you can you can end with a, a delta of zero and it's just a draw and nobody loses anything or if you whatever positive the last player ends with that's the uh, casualties to the losing forces okay but there's no there's no losses to the winning side which kind of bugs me a bit but, so there's there's a big advantage to being aggressive yes yeah so it's the combat is fun it's just not very historical because Mm. as far as i mean i'm not going to pretend to be a historian but everybody loses guys when you fight right yeah i guess yeah. that that it, it's it's like an anti-turtling type thing maybe yeah oh it's definitely it's definitely aggressive like you you fight a lot and it's cool and and, and it moves pretty fast you played it in it might force Frick to be as aggressive as he actually was historically as opposed to yeah. just sitting back and it, like it makes him kind of go out and seek out the austrians and the Hanoverians. 
I think that's probably true. Like so, our game, the the uh, pragmatic allies actually won, which eh, my my French opponent blamed on me as the Austrians because he said that somehow I should have prevented the pragmatic allies from doing that, even though they were my allies. And the only thing I could have done was be easier on the French so they would be more inclined to retreat and defend their own territory. I think he was wrong, but right, whatever. Right. Well, that's interesting. I'm like, but, I'm, I'm, I'm scheduled to play that with uh, Cliff, I think, Cliff, or no, it's uh, uh, one of the guys from Iowa, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff uh, Heaney. I'm not, a, or, I'm not comfortable with there being any more Jeffs in this. American Jeff. <laughs> Iowa, Iowa Jeff. Yeah, Iowa Jeff. I didn't even know Jeff there Kinney, was an American. Jeff Kinney. I think Jeff Kinney and I, Jeff Kinney wanted to play oh, okay. so I think I'm playing with him. Jeff yeah. Kinney. I think okay, Jeff, I, I, think I do Jeff know that. Jeff runs a hog farm. Jeff runs a hog farm in Iowa. Does so, he really? Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. Nice. nice. That might be a lie. So, that might be a total lie. He runs a hog farm. <laughs> it's, it's a fun game. I, I do want to play it again. There's a couple, like that, that whole card suit combat. It's fun. I just don't know if it totally reflects reality, but it's fun. As a game, I love it. It's a game I could see myself playing with non-war gamers, but enjoying it as someone who knows a little bit about history as well. Well, good. All right, boys. I'm going to go uh, get a beer, and then I'm going to be back in a sec. So I could talk okay. to you, I'll, but, but no. then that would yeah, just create an awkward pause. Yeah, I'm going to do so, the same. All right. Yeah, bye. Bye. Yeah, so that was interesting because I'm, I'm uh, like I said, I wanted to play Friedrich, and then when Jeff had offered up Maria at Swocon, I was like, yeah, fuck. I mean, I was a little intimidated because it's it's like generally like I'm playing because I'm playing Fed and Empire all day long. I don't really want to get into a game that's. I mean, my other games are like uh, like Party Foul, which is drunk ducks playing a, a card game and imperious so like i'm not trying to get into the heavy games like outside of the main monster this is a good light game yeah like yeah, okay, light good. but but so, good good all right so i wanted that but i wanted to try it for so long that i was like yeah i'll play it so let's see what we can schedule i i think it's a game that like i i want to own just because of its role as a like a three-player like a proper three-player game it's good that way yeah i, th I thought it was interesting the way the players are divided so that's cool yeah so i'm looking forward to that um yeah so that's it that's what i got going on right now um i uh i i wanted to talk a little bit about an experience i recently had at one of our local uh do-it-yourself stores uh -huh. lowe's uh jason do you guys have lowe's out in arizona we do there's one a mile from my house do you, do you know that Home Depot gives 10% off for uh, veterans year-round? I, I did know that, yeah. Yeah, so, nice. normally, so normally I go to Home Depot to shop because I get 10% off. <laughs> uh, but I went to Lowe's. My wife really wanted to go to Lowe's. Do, uh, does California put veteran on your ID? Like how do... I don't. I I have an old uh, military ID that I whip out every time they mm, ask me. Okay. <laughs> so in Arizona, you can when you get your driver's license, you can show them your two your DD two fourteen, and it says veteran on my driver's license. So I'll get oh, carded no. everyone or like you know go into a bar 
and they look and, and people are always like, thank you for your service. How do you? So, uh, no, that's, that's, do, no, that's does cool. that weird you out? Or that's are you pretty like, cool. Are you honored by that? No, I'm honored, but it almost always catches me by surprise. No, that's yeah. cool. I, but it's that's, useful. I think that's a really like cool that. thing. Like, yeah. I, really I see good. that when I'm flying through the States, I'll see someone in uniform, the terminal, and I'll just see some stranger come up and shake their hand, which is cool. But I just wonder I if do that. weird yeah. as the service. Guys are wearing their, dude, guys I, are wearing I their nom hats, and I, I always go up to them and shake their hands. I, I, buy, I buy their food. Like cool. I see soldiers yeah. eating, I buy their meal. So, oh nice. Um, so, uh, but but I'm not a combat veteran, so I'm not <laughs> like Jason's more. Uh, Jason's more of a veteran than me. I I was in the army. That's not true. That way, I did my time. Um, so uh, we, we all just do our time. Jason, if you ever want to feel or like share a, a story that doesn't leave you feeling sad, we're we're willing to listen. About about combat. Yeah, like you. No, know, that's what the convention much of anything for. of okay okay that, that's right that's why you have to come to conventions boys. <laughs> Believe, i tell i tell all kinds of stories at the conventions both jason and i have a lot of stories <laughs> i'm much i'm much more entertaining in person than i am on the podcast oh you're plenty entertaining buddy don't don't do that don't 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 do me like that don't put yourself down <laughs> that's not what i'm saying i'm saying i'm much more entertaining in person so now I'm not sure if I've insulted Jason on the podcast. No, 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 <laughs> no one ever has. No, I just, I understand. He's the best. Yeah. Jason's the best. <laughs> Let's move he, on. He's the best. I'm very yeah, Jason's, the, J- Jason's the best of all of us. Let's be honest. All right. So, so anyway, I'm at Lowe's. Uh, the wife wants to pick shit up and she wants to get a can of spray paint. It's whatever. She wants to like spray paint some uh, lawn furniture we have or something. And Basically, I can an ounce of marijuana, no problem. But if I'm <laughs> going to buy a fucking can of spray paint in California, I that's it's hilarious. Like up that's like so funny. Box. Like it's like like there's a cage. I cannot get to the spray paint. So I'm like, all right. I said, uh, I was like, yeah, that's what I want. I'm like, all right. There's no one around working at Lowe's, so I'm like, I go back to the paint section. Usually, there's some jag off uh, sitting there by like where the paint stick are like shaking up a can of paint. No one vacant, no one there. So wow. Like, okay. So I'm like, and they have that little thing there. I'm like, I know they have these like <laughs> customer service things like the bell. press. Yeah, the bell. So and this is right at the front. So I'm at the front of the fucking store, like at the front of the paint section, which is basically like Grand Central Station for Lowe's. So I'm like, it says press here customer service. Like, fuck it. So I press the button and assistance needed in the paint section. Customer assistance needed. In the, it's like the countdown for the fucking, uh, uh, the, what's the, the, the alien ship? Like the, the most <laughs> yep. or what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like assistant, customer assistance needed. And so in five minutes, it, it goes, to, it goes for a minute and I'm just sitting there and it goes for two minutes. Then this gal walks up. She looks at me and looks at the 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 alarm thing that i pressed and she presses a button towards the bottom of it that's not listed and turns it off and like and she just walks off oh no so i was like is she getting me help for my paint question like i need to get a paint and so i'm like um all right so i waited like a couple minutes nothing 
waited another minute, nothing. Meanwhile, my wife is over at the spray paint because I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this squared away for you. I'll get somebody. <laughs> so I'm like, so I press the button again. Customer assistance needed in the paint section. It's customer <laughs> assistance. It's echoing throughout the store. Now, were you beside the bell when this lady came to turn oh, it yeah. off? No, standing right there staring at her. Wow. Literally, wedged herself between me and the bell <laughs> to turn it off. So same chick comes out from customer service. Doo -doo 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 -doo. And the customer service is basically where you like return all the shit that you don't like at the front of the store. Mm -hmm. So I'm between them and the paint section. So she comes out, doo -doo -doo -doo. Well, like, again, turns it off. And I'm like, hey, I, I just need to get some and just walks off. Wow. Like, wow. What the fuck? You don't get that at the dip. So now I'm like, I look over and I look across. There's like, they have that stupid bookcase with all the do-it-yourself books that you can buy. On the other side is the customer service section. I look over there and all those motherfuckers are staring at me. So I look right at them <laughs> and I press that fucking button. <laughs> I press the fucking customer service button again. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, motherfuckers. <laughs> They're like, they're I got like, don't you do it. They're like, don't you fucking press that button. I'm like, I press it. Customer says it's needed in the paint section. So this gal walks out finally, comes from another area, and she, yeah, all right. Like, so she's she shows me the paint. She unlocks the paint. We just wanted one can of spray paint. So I'm like, uh, where's the store manager? And she's like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you know where your store manager is. <laughs> I want to talk to your store you manager. You have a right walkie talkie. Now. She's like, yeah, I don't know who's here. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, look, lady, I'm not trying to get into it with you, but right now, if you do not get me a store manager, <laughs> like, it's I'm going to make a, a scene. Really big, it's going to become a big deal. So she's like, oh, I think he's at the front of the store. Basically, went up to the front of the store and talked to the guy, and he's on the phone or whatever. He gets off, and I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, I tried to be cool about it. I was just like, hey, like. My, I understand how retail works. Like your employees are all fucking idiots. But <laughs> when people are pressing the customer service button, I don't think they're supposed to come out, turn it off, and then just walk away and like not talk to them. He's like, oh, yeah, no, they're not supposed to do that. I'm left like, should I still complain to the store? Like, should I send something in? Like, I thought that was pretty bad. Like when I'm literally standing there yeah. and they, they come in. It was almost like, like, like literally I was standing so close to the thing. She almost squeezed between me <laughs> to turn it off and walked away. I was like, what the fuck? Lowe's will probably like, they'll send you like 20 bucks in credit Cause, or something. Because they're, I know they're I get good a, about it. I know I get a rep for being the guy who yells at clouds and that's not. <laughs> who i am i'm really not that guy i get it like i thought it was very cool with the, the problem though it left me kind of like i was so cool with the store manager that and then i felt like oh that guy fucking probably didn't do shit after i left like he's like yeah whatever thank god that guy didn't follow yeah that doesn't i i don't think your concerns are unreasonable here like that that's some pretty pathetic customer service yeah it was pretty bad i mean and then, bottom line, so then I get up with a fucking spray paint can. I go to swipe it. And it goes, wait for a verification. Oh, my like, I still had to, I'm like, I got it in your fucking cage. Like, I handed it <laughs> off to someone else. <laughs> so I had to wait for some nice. fucking other person to come over. So, whatever. My yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, how about books? 
What are you guys reading? Are you reading anything good? I I am. I'm reading a Philip K. Dick book called uh, Radio Free Albemouth. It's science fiction. It's very good. I like his writing. Okay. I, I just cool. finished, Dave, your dad gave you Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. I just that finished good? that. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Oh, wow. Good. Because my dad gave me Mayflower right before that. So oh, my dad's yeah. on the roll. That's, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, Mayflower wow. solid. But it's um, it's like pop science and there's some... There's some like biographical, bi- biographical information about like the archaeo, <clears throat> excuse me, the the paleontology, the the archaeologists and the and the paleontologists that that kind of is a little like I just want to read about dinosaurs. So, oh, so it like, gets a little bit in the weeds. A little bit, but it it does help kind of ground the story and kind of pull everything together, which which is good. It kind of helps the timeline of the story he's telling um, but it's really really good okay good yeah so well, I, the one i'm into right now is the indian mutiny okay nice which which, is, which kind of indians are we talking here we're talking about uh india india yeah there's like, oh, okay. uh, real india like east india company <laughs> not first name and it's like dude it's like uh really good like it, it's called the indian Mutiny. i wish i had it here i don't know what it is but uh, what year is that uh, I want to say like 1857. It's the big one. Okay, so we're talking like elephant guns and uh, pith helmets. Oh no, we're talking like uh, East India Company with like 200,000 Indian native infantry under arms and wearing British uniforms. Cool. And maybe 30,000 British troops, like European troops, in in on the continent. And it's crazy because it's like uh, it explains a lot about how. Uh, the early generations of British officers who went to India were like, hey, I'm your colonel, you're my regiment. And the Indian soldiers like, loved, like this, the, the officers, they were the Sahib. So they would be like, hey, we're going hunting. And he would bring like 50 of his uh, soldiers with him to go hunting. And they would hang out. They, they wanted to just hang out with, it was like a father figure. Like their colonel was like their father figure. And like then... Uh, if he was going to be back at his house, like 20 of them would want to come over and just listen to him tell stories and stuff. And then there was another generation though, that came after that, that was like very disrespectful of the Indians where uh, they were like, yeah, whatever you're like servants and screw you guys, you know, darkies or whatever. And uh, it was, it, it was a huge culture change between this first generation of British officers that kind of had a little bit more respect for the Indian soldiers. And then the second generation that kind of like, I'm just here because I have to serve in India and I want to get the fuck out of here as soon as I can. Um, and that kind of created this animosity where they had, so that, but they had this huge number of Indian soldiers under arms. It kicked off because they had cartridges that they'd switched to this, the, a new rifle, which had a, was a better rifle. And uh, the cartridges required tallow. And the tallow had uh, either beef or pig fat on it to, to lubricate it. That's an Indian and issue. For the, for the Hindu and Muslim soldiers, that was not okay. They could not bite off that cartridge and stick it down because they couldn't bite the beef or the, mm. the, the wow. pork. And so no matter how many times they tried to show them like, okay, we're not going to do that. We're not going to use it. We're Initially, they did roll it out, but then they're like, that's not the issue. We have new cartridges. They're like, yeah, but if I uh, 
if I if they think people think that I have that kind of cartridge, then I'm suddenly disrespected. No one will have contact with me. The, their culture was so caste based that it was like, it, it's incredible, like how they worked around it. So like a British officer might have like 15 different servants because one guy sweeps his floor, one guy shines his shoes, one guy hands him a towel, one guy makes his tea. If you tell the guy who makes his tea, hey, I need you to sweep the floor, he's like, oh, no, no, I'm not doing that. That's below me. Like, that's not my cast. Hmm. I'm the tea guy. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not the sweeping guy. Like, the sweeping guy, he's beneath me. Like, so they're, 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 it's, it's incredible look into the way uh, their culture worked and the way the first generation of British officers kind of worked around that and were like, okay, that's fine. Well, they accommodated it. And then you have this new generation that comes in that's like fuck off you're going to use these fucking cartridges we don't give a shit like we'll bring you all out on the parade field and there was a huge uprising of all the indian soldiers who were fighting under british arms but what's ironic is once they had their uprising they're happy to use the cartridges to fucking shoot british people like <laughs> it was no longer <laughs> an issue apparently like once they were fighting the british uh, they chewed off those cartridges and jammed them right down their muskets but uh so I'm just in the beginning parts of the books, but it's something that I didn't really know about a lot about the Indian Mutiny, except what I'd read in Flashman books, uh, which not nice. the best source, right? But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but dude, it is an incredible period of time. Just I'm really understanding like how uh, the British interacted, the whole idea that um, initial British officer that went to India was that the the model was the guy who married an Indian woman became a veteran knew how the Indians worked and he was respected and they called the new guys Griffins who would come in like brand new Brits who didn't know how to operate in India but like uh, several generations later it had become where the guys who had had become like kind of absorbed into India culture were were the joke and the standard was the british officer who was like 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 a crusading christian who was going to try to, to like transform his servants into christians from hindu beliefs and they they listed the indian culture and they looked down on it and they made fun of the indian officers who had kind of been the ones that kind of built the empire so it's 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 a really fascinating hmm. period That's so it's cool. called indian mutiny um don't remember the author's name, but I think I don't know. There's a lot of books that are by that title, so it's 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 good. I'm yeah, sounds sixty pages in. So, how about you reading? You have kids. You're not reading anything. I, I'm reading way less than I would like. Um, I've got a pretty good situation where I buy historical, um, like like military history stuff for my dad as gifts and then he just gives them to me as soon as he's done oh dude we have the same situation because i got these books all oh, from my dad <laughs> i love it i love it so so i just bought my dad uh anthony beaver's crete the battle and the resistance which i'm looking forward to reading but i he's read i haven't read it yet but soon i'm worried that if i read it i'll want to buy operation mercury and i can't afford that shit so uh um I'm reading a fantasy called um, The Blood Mirror by Brent Weeks, which is uh, pretty cool. It's like a color-based or light-based magic. It's pretty sweet. It's like third third in that series. Um, and what else am I reading? 
have another one sort of on the go off and on. It's the the second book in the War series. Oh, that's a good that's a good series. Yeah, yeah, I like the first one a lot. Yes, yeah, so, um, so my book is by Christopher Hibbert. It's it's an Indian Hibbert. Yeah. So, a lot of and quotes. And then the other one I just finished not too long ago was uh, I've already totally forgotten the the author and maybe the full name, but it was Arnhem, which was obviously about the uh, Operation Market Garden, specifically on the Arnhem portion for the British. It was it was great. Got that combined with like Holland Forty Four, got totally a different understanding of the situation. Well, nice, good. So all military history. Well, I mean, I I wouldn't call the fantasy one military history. Or, or even Old Man's War. I mean, that's military future. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Those are good right. books, though. True history. So, uh, I got a, I got a game called uh, D Day at Iwo Jima. Oh yes, you did. Yeah, I've heard some, uh, some of your rumblings. <laughs> so, I, I'd heard about the game uh, D Day at Omaha, and I'd heard about D Day at like what were the other ones? Peleliu, Peleliu, Tarawa, and Peleliu, yeah. Tarawa. Uh, I got at Iwo Jima. Um, I was kind of, I got it as part of a cool stuff ink thing to kind of pump pump me over the top on some games to give me some free shipping. I was like, yeah, hell yeah, they got it in stock. That sounds cool, Iwo Jima. Uh, I got it. I set it up. I clipped what I needed. I got ready to set it up. I realized, wait a second, I'm missing some Japanese units. I don't have enough to fill this. Oh, there's a Rata for these guys. Oh, okay, so, I, so we don't have all that. And then I'm like right away like okay, uh, so errata for missing counters. Yeah, there's not enough. Apparently, there was like um, not enough markers. The way the rule was explaining for what I should put down in the zones. So I'm like okay, um, and then um, I'm like okay, I'm ready to land. And then right away I'm like okay, I got this result, and I don't know what to do. Oh Jesus! It's like okay, I got this color and. Does that mean that only a Japanese unit of that color can shoot at me where I'm at? So and then I'm like, fuck. So I was like, all right, let me put a question on fucking board game. To, and then eventually I'm like, fuck it. I just pack the whole game up and put it back in the box. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's my experience with DJ with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I, 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 I had this game pre-ordered because I like that series. And then looking in the decision site, I realized... Oh, this isn't designed by John Butterfield. That's right. And so I immediately pulled it and was like, "Yeah, I oh, did, did you? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, like I don't trust them to to do this without him because the games like they're easy enough to play, but they're very specific in everything they do. And he's a good designer that I trust. But and I guess there's fire zones and stuff that like like I guess there were fire zones that that aren't on the map that are on a separate sheet that you can look at oh, to compare sweet. to the map. That sounds like, easy they, to play. They could have put them on the map. Like, I'm just like, I don't know, like, should <laughs> I just sell it now? <laughs> like, I'm, should I just sell it? Jeff, have you played any of these D-Day games? No, I, I've definitely heard Jason recommend them, and I, I've never played any of Butterfield's stuff. It sounds like I should. I was definitely Well, consider- this is not, apparently not Butterfield. It is no, not Butterfield. Yeah, you're right. I've never heard any, played any of uh what butterfield inspired games either i was tempted by that butterfield space game but i didn't do that either so 
Maybe if he when that Butterfield um, enemy action Karkov comes out, I'll probably jump for that. Oh, is that nice. like the Ardennes one? Like exactly. Exactly. I'm only so strong. I mean, I'm probably going to get that. I'll be honest, dude. <laughs> if Stark, even if Starkweather made a GTS clone game for Stalingrad, I would probably fucking buy it. Oh, like yeah. I can't believe he oh, hasn't yeah. done it. I can't believe he hasn't done it yet. I'm Printing like, money. Like, stop, stop fucking around on the Western Theater, dude. It's Eastern Front is where the money's at. Yeah. And with op fire and all that and all the buildings and GTS, I think would be really good there. But whatever. All right. Though GTS is not the game system anymore, so who knows what the fuck it is? I've lost track of where he is on his systems. Does I don't know if either of you have played that CSS. Is no, there much I've, similarity between that and GTS? I played it. No idea. I dropped out of GTS after he changed the game system for the <laughs> like. Jason and I yeah. fell in love. With Loved the game, it. Uh, Devil's Cauldron. Loved it. Mm -hmm. Devil's Cauldron was great. We played it with the Eagles there, and it was great. And then uh, when he came out with with the D Day game version, it was like rules. Like I don't understand. Like it should work for all world war ii systems so uh i bailed after that i, I want to play that system but it's too big the maps are too big for my gaming space the the prices are too big for my wallet i uh i just i can't do it i had the other one too i even had the one for uh what was it unconditional surrender or whatever the what's the, the questionable surrender whatever the the french foreign league no question of surrender no question of surrender so they're so long so i mean that was like six years ago i sold that shit yeah, no. I don't know. I, 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 the CSS. Some of the battles, like he's got one on that. Uh, he's too, he's too messy. He's too messy of a designer. Well, especially because the 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 CSS. Like I think there's been there's four games so far and two more within like two years. Like it's just too much. Yeah, right. You can't, you can't even put a right. ASL scenarios yeah. that fast, let alone these big games well, with this is where proofreading. We get, this is where we get into trouble with. Designers who are full-time designers, yeah, right, because yeah. they have to. It's how they're making a living, right? So I think, Gotta I think crank them out. The, I see. I think we see this with guys who were. It's their living. That's what they do. So they're just ginning games, and then, uh, like, look at Mitch. Right, Mitch has made a bunch of games. Mitch still answers questions, but when you're a designer and you're four games ahead does it you don't make any money from answering questions about a game that you did five years ago on bgj no. you know what i mean so sure. like so i i'm i don't i don't like the model where these guys are basically like, like full-time that's what they do um because what's their motivation to support games that were like four or five years ago like do you think starkweather's answering questions about war of the suns <laughs> no i don't i don't imagine so Right. Maybe he is. Maybe, him, but I don't think so. So, yeah, I, I don't. So, I, like, I'm not. I'm not a uh, Mark Herman fanboy, but I don't think it's just too much of a shock that you know he's one of the most respected designers out there, and it's because he was not employed by his, you know, war game proceeds for most of his career. Well, at some point, right? At some point, he was. But then, well, he at, went at on some point. At else. some point, he was like during the video games, but but about during the pizza the, parties, we've heard about the pizza party. Times. We've <laughs> heard about many pizza parties. Ad yes. yeah. But the uh, f like from the time he was doing the card driven driven games and stuff, he was doing the 
I don't know, the Valley Forge stuff right. as his well, primary well, Mitch, income. Mitch, I think, is a great example. Mitch is it's great. Exactly. Because I Mitch don't know what his income job. is. It's not next war. No, Mitch has a full-time job and uh, he's doing a great job. Just well, games. I mean, and he is very full-time. responsive. Come on. Hey, this job might be listening. <laughs> Mitch is a hard worker. He is okay, very, sorry. He's a very hard worker. I, I, I okay. can't. Let's, let's he works harder than I do, I know. You don't want to see like, me at I the office. <laughs> I can't critique anybody. Like, Mitchell, Mitchell sent me something. He's like, hey, can you review these files for this? I'm like, yeah, I could probably fit it into my busy sports. <laughs> Between vassal turns at the office. Yeah, so the office. Woo. But yeah, I think once the guys become full time guys and they're relying that on that for income, because he seems very busy, almost like a frantic pace of design, and that's not a good sign. I think. I, I agree. I, I don't. I don't trust anyone whose output is uh, is that high. And I wanted to Compass. make one clarification too. I Sorry. I had reviewed uh, Pavlov's house, <laughs> and uh, there were some questions. Oh, yeah. You can absolutely play. First of all, I want to say that Mitch clearly, drunk Mitch, was clearly my my review because I've listened to it since, and like I was clearly answering some questions that Mitch was drunk and trying to be a smartass and wasn't actually listening to what I was saying, and then came back and kept revisiting issues. That's fine. All right, uh, but you can absolutely play the game with those that are in the box. My my problem was that there were like fifty. Uh, Kickstarter extra pieces that you don't need to play the game that I did not want to pay for. Right, like when I bought the game. Just, so just that send me what I need. Yeah. Right, I just wanted I wanted the game minus the Kickstarter shit. That's what I wanted. And if you want to knock five dollars off that price, that'd be awesome because I don't need Danielle's counter. In yeah, I don't want my face on anything. Yeah, so that was it. So I wanted to clarify that. Uh, and then uh, I thought Jeff and I might talk a little bit about the Dark Sands. Yeah, I think we should. Jason, have you seen this one, the Dark Sands? Ted Racer? I've just seen the cover. So this is uh, a... <laughs> we have we've <laughs> talked a little bit about the cover. Uh, so Ted Racer did the Dark Valley and then cleverly also did the Dark Sands, which is North Africa, which I love as a theater. And since I I don't want to be the down Debbie Downer guy all the time, I'll, I'm going to let Jeff lead off a little bit about Dark Sands. So Jeff, why don't you talk about Dark Sands a little bit? Yeah, sure. So I I got into Dark Sands. I I was going to say I, I learned about the Dark Sands and the Dark Valley from a rival podcast, but let's be honest. I mean, to be at least a rival, you have to put out episodes. So another oh, podcast, <laughs> a, an, an dead podcast. I listened to. Are there other? Ago. Are there other wargaming podcasts? I mean, there are other podcasts <laughs> that at one point put out episodes, but yeah. not rivals. I think it's just us and Backdoor. Wow, what's the, what, what are those guys who talk is, about ASL every week? Is is Bab? I think Backdoor mm-hmm. isn't he kind of like an auxiliary podcast? For the ASA? Like, <laughs> yeah. is he even like he's I don't in, think he's, he's trying to network. Compete. I mean, hey. Hey, my thing is, hey, if we are, in, we've inspired uh, probably Rally in the Valley and Matt to do their podcast. Yeah. That's cool. Like, I mean, and what I'll say about both, I mean, Rally in the Valley does give us credit. Like when they talk, they talk about us sometimes. And uh, Matt, just I think, also like gives us a credit. dozen episodes. That's right. I mean, and, oh. and since they may be dead, <laughs> I don't know if we need to really talk about it. But, but Matt, I think, definitely like gives yeah. us props for yeah. stuff. And that's cool. We can all, I mean, 
there's room. Dudes are fucking driving to work, man. <laughs> there's, there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of hours to yeah. pull up. Yeah, I, I don't want to battle over hours. No, not at all. I just like. I don't want to hate on most other war game podcasts because, like, like I said, I've got a job where I can listen to podcasts and not have my productivity oh, suffer. I, so I agree. Oh, I'm all for it. But just don't be boring. Try not oh, yeah. to be boring. There's a few war game podcasts, uh, and I don't feel like mentioning them, that I cannot listen to because... Jeff, you can listen. Mention them. Please okay. mention them. That, that, like, Grognards podcast? Oh, fucking dude. hate it. <laughs> like, the, the metal, <laughs> like, the the interlude music, I hate it. <laughs> the, the, the comments, the... Oh, I, I just... I don't like any of it. I don't... I hate it. I think like the, the lead guy's not bad, Brant. I don't think he's maybe, too bad. I mean, he's trying. Maybe. What is it? Grog, Grognards? Grogcast. We we don't want to advertise for the podcast. I don't know. I don't know. Because we are the primary podcast. I, I like Matt's podcast. I think it's yeah. pretty good. Uh, as, as At least as good as a one-man podcast. That's can right. Be. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. I think, I think he does a good job. I think there's only so much you can do when you're conversing with yourself. Um, hey, I, I, like I get along I like just quite fine a bit. by myself. <laughs> yeah, but you, do you record yourself talking? <clears throat> hey, that's for it. I mean, aside from your sweaty ass journal, <laughs> nobody that. wants to record that. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> I mean, I talk to myself sometimes too, but I don't publish it to them. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, and um, I, I like Rallying the Valley quite probably more than it is fashionable in the AAC. Well, no, the, no, we all both like guys are. I, I just love Tom, Tom, and, Tom and, and Michael a lot. Mike like, are great. Yeah, they're I, great I guys. to play a game with them that's at some right. point in the future. Absolutely. That that's especially. I mean, their their output is it's weak right now. I mean, I'm a dad. I still play games. They mm-hmm. can they can do a bit more. And right. even with Matt, I I love him. I play games with him. Yeah. Every opportunity I get to break his balls, I'm going to break his balls. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's That's he a, seems to have accepted the backdoor mat. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but basically, which we're, is good. We're, we're varsity. Those guys are JV. <laughs> they're, they're, they're JV teams. Yeah, and that's know. fine, though. I, I mean, sometimes JV means. gets the call. It's fine. <laughs> it's not insulting. I'm not, I don't mean that in an insulting yeah, way. Of course. You guys are JV podcasts. That's cool. Yeah. But, but you're you're under our umbrella. They're also we love probably you. We love a lot. Long, yeah. And if either, if, if either of those guys wanted to come, the rally in the that's when they come to our convention. Absolutely, they would. Of course, people. please do. Oh, oh, I hope they do. Like, I, I mean, basically, I, I, we're letting Matt come. So fuck, we'll let anybody yeah. come at this point. At, <laughs> at some point, I'm gonna like send an email to Tom and Michael saying, "Hey, I'm gonna be at the spot. This convention, no, I, you should I, come." I've, dude, I've done that. I've told Good them to come. Well, I've, I've heard your emails down, on their told, podcast. I, I like I, it. I've told them if I come, they come down. I'll 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 I'll, I'll spot their registration. They can come down. <laughs> so, like, at some point, I'm gonna. I plan to go to the the Missouri pot, uh, convention. Swolcon. Yeah, sure, sure, whatever you want to call it. And they're way closer to MissouriCon than I am. So right, no, I think they should. I, I'm, I, I'm up here in the frozen north. I've invited both of them. I, I like yeah. both those guys. Yeah, I agree. I saved Tom uh, from a terrible gaming experience with a war gaming designer who is fucking super crazy. And a lot of people will know who he is. He lives in New York City. So that's all I'll say. Oh, <laughs> nice. Ray that, guy, that guy does no, have not good cover art. Anymore. Because I don't, I don't want to trigger. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like but I should just keep on firing off names, somebody, but I don't I know like, any New York City connections. I, I, I swooped in like a, like a guardian angel. Like a daddy like, Dude, bird. don't do it. I was like, do not do that. I said, I got guys I can hook you up with. Nice. 
So yeah, yeah. so they're both they're both good good. good of course, I love yeah. them both. We I were talking about yeah. something for some reason. Yeah. Oh, dark uh, sands. Yeah. Well, Dark Sands. Yes. Oh yeah. So oh, no, no, so, no. We, I know. Then I was encouraging Jeff to talk shit about other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so oh, I, I enjoy almost every other game podcast. There's so which, a few which, that I can't which, bring which, myself. Which do you hate? I like. Or which do I hate? I, I hate Grogheads. Uh-huh. There's a few episodes of um, what's that? That coin designer guy. What's his name? Harold Buchanan. Harold Buchanan. A few of his episodes are terrible. Uh, more like boring. So, yeah, some of and them are great. Another, some of them are pretty. I, he's good. a he's a great guy to talk to. I I just, think that's right. I, I can't get into that podcast. Yeah, well, he's, well, he's style. Just, it's a style, right? Yeah, so it's, right. It's a few too, of his podcasts have been super interesting. Like I thought the Gene Billingsley one was interesting. I thought that the the Roger Miller one was pretty interesting. Um, the Mitchell like Land. Mitchell Land was terrible. Did he, did he interview him? Boring. I don't know. I don't know. He even interviewed him. Terrible, terrible interview. We tried. We've tried. I, I feel He's like I've heard Mitchell Land interviewed a dozen times at this point, and uh, I don't think he did him. I don't know. Yeah, there's a few episodes of his that I like a lot. There's a few others that I've, I've skipped, and I'm like I'm de- I'm I'm crying out for war game content here, and uh, I know we're we're yeah. trying to give you hours of it. Exactly. We're, we're, we're giving so, you as many hours. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I hear about these jackasses compare, complaining about waiting in their cars for the episode to end, I'm like, no, no, like I got hours of drafting to fig- finish up here. Keep going. Oh, that's, that's right. Funny. I forgot you're a that's drafter. Good. Yes, that's what you can yes. do. With, like you listen to it while you're drafting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can so I can't listen while I'm while I'm still thinking. But once I know what I'm designing, I can draw. There and you go. And listen so is there going to be a yeah. billion one day constructed in Canada that's going to have some kind of AAC tribute on top of it? Um, based on what you were listening to oh, you know i do have a I've giant definitely embedded, like a <laughs> i've definitely embedded logos of things in my drawings i've never done a <laughs> never done a donkey before but i could do that that's right that's funny all right good yeah. no because because for us we just know what we do so jason and i basically we're, we're fucking idiots like we just fucking <laughs> talk to each other about that's, stuff that's, that's and, which is great like, the that's whole great. other part of it is just kind of developed. So it's interesting that kind of like from a uh, perspective of someone who listens to find out like what you like, what you don't. And not that we're going to change anything, but it's just like, I, I think it's funny. And I, and I try to explain it to my wife. My wife is always like, so I'm like, I don't know, like there's guys and they really like to listen. And when <laughs> I think it's the worst episode. It's usually the one they love the most. I I listen, let my le- wife listen to the portion of the Ralph mm. podcast that mm-hmm. was about about me. No, no, not the whole thing. Just the bit that was about me because I'm vain, and she liked it. So I, she think she, you were famous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she asked me what this podcast was, and I wouldn't tell her. Oh, that's good. <laughs> there you go. Very nice. And I was I was at a I was at a barbecue with some friends today, and they I tried to turn it down at first i told them i had plans this evening and then it was like oh no it's gonna be earlier it was like okay we can come so now everyone's asked me what i'm doing tonight i wouldn't tell them i don't want to know i don't want my social life to know what is happening in my well, well, life. I, I was at a i was at a thing at our house where we had whatever some guy over who who, who was uh the dad of, of friends of my daughters and he's like so your daughters told me you do a podcast he goes i listen to a bunch of podcasts what do you listen to what podcast i'm like nope uh, yeah i'm not telling you i was like nope. not telling you like <laughs> we don't talk about it nope i i, I intend to tell nobody about this yeah i'm not letting because why yeah 
I, I wouldn't say I'm ashamed of this, but this is this is for my <laughs> hobby life, not not for my real life. <laughs> well, I'm I'm definitely not ashamed of it, but I don't think we're doing anything that bad. But uh, yeah, like why? Who cares? I mean, I I know that my my coworkers don't want to hear about my big ass table set up with next war Poland and how excited right. I am right. to get F-22s right. fighting MiG 24s. It's gonna be great. They don't want to hear that. Yeah, basically every every guy is driving downtown to, and he's listening, getting all excited, and then at the end the podcast is over and he gets out of his car and to go uh work on a spreadsheet <laughs> that's, that's what happens. i mean like every guy is a general the whole way down listening and then he has to turn in his rank and he becomes an accountant for some for ernest and young or whatever that's right like, yes. ernest and young, like whatever the company is that's right yes um so how did we head he- head down this rabbit hole all right so we were complaining about dark sands dark, dark sands yes Okay, so, so Jeff got Dark Sands. I'm going to let him lead this off because I, Jeff and I did compare notes on this because I wanted to be sure I wasn't crazy about this game. Um, so I'll let Jeff yeah. lead off. So part of me wants to preface this saying, I make mistakes playing games. I might be wrong. But part of me is like, this is the AAC and we don't care if we're wrong. We just talk. So <laughs> it, is. it is. So So I played this. I was already playing when... Dave made his partial review of the the game and some concerns he was having. I had the same ones. Like, it is, it, it's 12 pages of rules. The hardest 12 pages of rules I've ever gone through as far yeah, as... Yeah, it's bizarre, right? It's like yeah. very strange. Even trying to review it before this, I'm like, okay, I know... Like, Jeff and I are like... I'm like, I know Jeff, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to look over the rules. I got about halfway through, I'm like, fuck it, I can't do it anymore. Like, <laughs> it's just like so many exceptions... So many different weird things. Sorry, push to talk. It's uh, like I want. I want, let me start by saying I want to like this. Like I, I, like I, I got it. Got it because I knew I was getting the Dark Valley, and I like we said at the start of the podcast. Like systems are, systems are the way to go. You learn one set of rules, and you don't have to think anymore, right? But it's, I hate it. <laughs> it's, it's so convoluted and so much weird stuff and i don't know do you want me to like give my summary or or my synopsis or basically it's like there's stuff like uh 12.6 allied assault doctrine yeah so they basically talk about how hey between turns 14 and 17 the whole game changes uh, oh, the yeah. allies can now use the assault CRT. They do that stuff. Then they go to Panzer Doctrine. There's, they have this annoying thing where they only refer to uh, German tanks as Panzers. So there, there's, there's, I, I, even as I was reading through it, where the fuck was it? There was something else that really drove me crazy. Where it was like, uh, well, one of the things that I think is weird is I, I have not been able to find a penalty for withdrawing a unit that you've already eliminated. Right, yeah, yeah, that's true. So, so there's withdrawal sections, but if the unit's dead, no consequence. Yeah. So, so if you if you know hmm. the unit's about to be withdrawn, you're like, fuck it, I'm gonna fucking bonsai charge that unit, and it's not like it's a big secret. I mean, you have a whole table on the 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 map that shows you what's coming in and what's going out. So one of the things 
and, and you know, apologies to Dave because he's he's heard some of this rant before. Is one of the things that bugged me the most about it is I feel like this was the game of the the war in North Africa rather than a game set in North Africa. So, like, so one one facet of that is the um, uh, you know specific divisions are withdrawn uh, as they were in real life. The one that bugged me the most was it has uh, like historically the allies, you know, swept across the Egypt, uh, the North Africa and wiping out all the Egyptians and took almost all of it over. And then the Germans arrived and pushed them back the other way. Well, it didn't happen that way for me. They, they managed to do a bit of damage, but not as much as historically. So it has this bit around Tobruk where the, the British are supposed to seize Tobruk and then the Germans are supposed to like besiege it and then I guess have trouble. So they build this freeway like around it. So outside of the zone of control so they can keep heading east to cause all kinds of troubles. Right. And I didn't have that because I never took Tobruk. So instead way, way across the map, the Germans had the same problem in, I think it's called Marsa Metru. And so I had all these Germans who have come after most of the British have retreated. They've gone somewhere else because they historically did really well. Not in my case, did really well. So half the, the British army leaves. And I got these Germans who run across the map and they run across this small outpost on the coast called Marsa Metru. And they get stuck there and it's the highway. So it's like the zone of like the main highway of, of nope, supply but, but you can't build around there because it's not the brook exactly you can't build so there's, <laughs> there's like a specific track for the that the freeway is for tobruk only exactly there's like a three <laughs> a three highway point for the tobruk bypass but not the marsa matrut bypass so so it, because that didn't happen in marsa matrut i'm fucked like i'm screwed i can't so instead of being able to chase the British all the way to Alexandria and maybe get an auto win, because the British happen to be a little bit smart, Marsima true, and it's easy to defend, especially on a coastal hex, because you get these these assets that make it easy to, like you can add uh, attack or defense factors that are pretty easy. Like you can, you get a couple of air power and a couple of naval power. And... It's just a, a D6 system, so and it's fairly um, defense-oriented. So it's way easier to reduce your ratio of attack as the defender than it is the attacker. You know, it might be 21 to uh, 7, but you, you add 3 or 4 to can turn that to a 2 to 1. Well, a 2 to 1 is a crappy attack advantage. It's way harder to... You know, move it up the, your your attack factors and like get actual column shifts, no matter how many attack factors. So it's it was just. I mean, maybe my problem. Maybe the North Africa isn't the battle that I wanted it to be. Maybe it's way more defense and move oriented than I wanted it to be. I don't know. I'm I'm disappointed. Like I really wanted to like this game because I'd already like I, by the time I'd started playing this. The Dark Valley had charged and it's arrived now, but it was already too late for me to play this and change my mind about the Dark Valley. Mm. And I yeah. don't so, like this. So the like some of the problems are like 12.7. There's five different sections about Panzer Doctrine, like that basically show you all the cool stuff right. that German Panzer units can do, which basically kind of 
like changes the way the game plays. Like, there's all these exceptions for what German Panzers do. So you're you to page ten, and you're kind of figuring you have kind of starting to get a handle on the way game works, and then it dumps all these uh, doctrine sections on how oh this is the way the Panzers kind of break the game, do different things, break the rules. So you go through assets, you go through all this stuff. By the time you get you get to page fourteen of the rules. And you start at section 18, the action phase. So it takes till page 14, section 18, to actually tell you how the game works, how the turn sequence works. And then they have 19, the movement action. Yeah. And 20, the combat action. So you're when you're reading the earlier pages, 21, the logistics action, when you're reading the earlier pages about actions and how you you have no idea how any of the actions work because they're all at the back of the fucking rule book it's like the weirdest rule book i've ever seen i agree i mean basically the the rules for how the turns work are like the last four pages of the rules yeah that's pretty much it hmm. the the other one other thing that really irked me a little bit uh, i'm not gonna pretend to be an expert in north africa but my understanding is it was very like tech based as far as the Italians were there and they had these cheap, thin walled Italian tanks and the British showed up with their Matildas and they wiped the floor of the Matilda and then the Panzers arrived and they had nice 75 millimeter cannons with thick armor and they destroyed all Matildas and the British were crying out for better tanks. And then the, uh, uh, Mark, what do they call them? What are those Grant tanks with the, the gun the, in the, the coffin for seven brothers? Is that the Lee? No, that was the Sherman. That's the, no, it's it, a Lee. It's a Lee. A Lee. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure the coffin for seven brothers is what the no, they Russians fit, called the, no, they couldn't fit seven guys in the Sherman. Oh, seven okay. guys wouldn't fit in the Sherman. How you many fit seven guys? You had to sit, I think it was five. Oh, you had to okay. seven to run on all the guns on the I think Lee. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah, so the Lee, which was maybe not good in the East Front, but it was great in North Africa because they had a 75 millimeter cannon and that other thing up top. So then, yeah, the British got that and they were good for a little while. And I, I saw real Shermans later on. And but so, so like I've played a little bit of Holland 44, which has one of the like on your counters, you've got a, a color for your attack that is like your operating, I think. So if you have like the armor advantage, it's like a pretty significant, um, like column, uh, like up a column or something. There, there isn't that in this. Like it's got that Panzer Plus thing, but it, it doesn't feel as good. Like it does. You don't feel that armor advantage, which sounds like it's pretty important anytime you've got open terrain fighting. And it, 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 dude, it's it's just weird where they they. I mean, they have a lot of special rules for the German Panzers, um, but you have all these uh, basically unit sheets above the map. Where, which is, it's cool. I, I like having stuff on the map, but it's like, it, it does make the rules harder to read. Because um, a lot of times when we're reading rules, we don't have the map in front of us. Yeah. Like as players. True. Like, dude, my wife is watching Real Housewives. Like, Jeff's wife is watching Real Housewives of Vancouver, right? So She's watching um, Midsummer Murders or Midsummer Friends. Murders, right. We know what she's, she's really watching Midsummer Murders. Um, uh, unfortunately, she's on to Friends now. Oh Lord, that Mary Kondo show—that—that's bad. But, uh, but so the, the point is, so Jeff doesn't have the fucking map in front of him. So it's nice to kind of run 
through the rules a little with them uh, as he's reading without, but, but they have this gigantic, like basically if you're playing uh, uh, Dark Sands, you're going to have a ton of counters. Guess what? About 20 of those counters are going to be on the map when you start. The other uh, 60 are all sitting on this track that is upgrades uh, and all this stuff. So, oh, now in this year, your tanks turn from a 4-3-2 to a 5-3-2. Oh, I got to replace all my takeoff on my 4-3-2s. Like half the fucking counters are just these like small upgrades of, of units. Right. Right. So it's like, so you think you're getting all these counters. But really, the number of units is not that much more. And some are going off, some are coming on. And like I mentioned, it's it's bizarre that there's no kind of – they don't address the issue of, oh, I know this unit's going off, so I'm going to fucking uh, attack it all out and take all the – I'm going to take losses on this unit because I know it's about to go home. So Yeah, I know. So, But the uh, real problem with them, and I think Jeff will agree with me here, um, because we, we are kindred spirits when it comes to these games is it's fucking dull. It's boring. There's no flavor. There's no, like I, we want to be playing a game late at night when our wife's asleep and we're the only ones up and she's already given us a stink eye, but we don't care because <laughs> we're going to fucking roll some <laughs> dice on this game. And we, we by God, we sit up in this room and we roll it and you're like, I can't believe that fucking shit happened. Like, I'm that's sleeping the on the couch for this. You're like, oh my god, that, or you're like, oh my god, that guy got fucking shot. In that. That's totally awesome. Or, or this unit fucking won, and this is great, and then with a great charge. And this game is like, Bleh. it's like it's dull. You you, you keep the CRT you, is dull. You keep staring back at it like, oh, that's still set up over on that table. Like, I guess I gotta keep that up. Like, I kept feeling like this game came out. It's a GMT game. It's a major review. I should probably do it. And I'm like. Oh, like finally, I was like, "Fuck this!" I just fucking picked it up. I took it off the Jesse. It was on the Jesse James table. I took it off the Jesse James table. <laughs> oh, but it was just like it's a drag. I I want to like it. Like I'm I'm torn between just like uh, at this point, I'm kind of holding on to this thing with the hope of right. trading it for something I really want. But I part of me wants to we, we, like house rule it into something I, fun. I like North. I like I love Dak too. Like I want. I was thinking maybe this is a more basic version of DAC 2 that I can play quick. And it's like, uh, like Jeff, is there any way we can love this game? Like, how would we well, love this game? I, 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 it's pretty, but my, my issue with like DAC 2 and same for uh, Africa 2 or whatever MMP's latest one is, I can't fit those games no, on huge, any real huge. table. That's well. That's why the uh, map board thing where they did the, the three map sides. And yeah, that I get, doesn't I get, bother me. I get why they did it for space. They they basically the center map is normal sized and the the left and right are like condensed. That doesn't bother table. me. That's like, cool. Like I've got I, at this to do this game, I actually had to evict my wife from one of my game tables because she was playing a puzzle on it for a couple of weeks. Right, and. But I mean that's a that's a righteous decision. If they do that, I'm like, that's cool. I get it. I get. I, I like yeah. that they get it. But the game itself, man, what a fucking bore. I agree. I I don't know. I is is are the other North Africa games like like uh, part of me wondered. Like I've never played any of the other North Africa games. Are they fun or? Is, oh or yeah, is I, the I, other well, campaign I've seen, situation. I've seen uh, Sharp play Dak Two. It looks like a blast. Okay. 
And this one is just, you took a game and you sucked all the life out of it. It's great. Good job. You did it, buddy. You made it. You made a dark valley in that freaking game. <laughs> well, the other, the next thing is so. By the time I managed to get this to the table, dark valley had charged, and it's it arrived just a couple days ago. And I looked at it, and it looks good. Like the map looks awesome. Counters are fun looking. Bet, better than the Russian campaign. I don't know. Isn't that one? Who's doing that one? Isn't that coming out from like a decision or one of those guys? Decision I think Compass. or Compass? Yeah, I Compass. Think it's Compass. Yeah, I got that in for pre-order. So, so how's Dark Valley? Same thing. Have you played it yet, Jeff? Jeff, have you checked it out? Just Dark Valley just gave Jeff an aneurysm. He's done. <laughs> He's done. He's not talking about. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I totally forgot about the whole hold down the. That's right. <laughs> I, right. I start. I went on a GMT's website and I started typing and I totally forgot about the whole uh, hold down, push to talk thing. It, it, for Canadians, you have to press the U button. The U adds extra yeah. Canadian to it. I, it you're, you're dead on. Yeah, so I have, I've never played Dark Valley. I've heard things about it. I've heard like whatever. It's like, oh, there's a strategy. you can. I like, I like any, any game that's going to play Eastern Front, I'm a big fan of. So... I don't, I'm not hating on Dark Valley, but after seeing, like, I got into Dark Sands because I was kind of, like, impressed by the rep he had from Dark Valley, and now I am gun-shy. It's going to be a little while till I play this because I'm determined to actually get some value out of my games. But, but uh, sorry, I'm determined to get some value out of my games by playing them a little bit, but so, like, I really want to play this next World Poland and actually... Get something plus, from plus Jeff, you got guys now with that you're in the guild who will play like OCS with you. Whoa, yeah, that's you know, that. they'll play like OCS Gudarian Blitzkrieg. You can sure play OCS Case Blue. I mean, these, well, these are major, you got major fucking game I systems. I don't have the the table space. I mean, outside of yeah, Vassal. but I'm talking on Vassal. I'm talking, Vassal. I know. I mean, I know, I know that you've never oh, okay, yeah, sorry, yeah, distracted. No, by the, the, yeah, the hype strings. for for rocking or going brb is more than the actual <laughs> brb <laughs> I, I i'm i know that you have owned uh case blue and like never actually set it up physically I, no I, I have not that bothers me a little bit yeah but the, the point is i think we're doing it online we're doing it in, like they do guderian's blitzkrieg i think they're doing it at the con okay um like we're doing uh red factories at the con Okay. Yeah. So this this True. is where I mean I think in Vassal these games can happen. Yeah, Va- Vassal. I mean because you can run into like-minded yeah, who, people. Are you going to play Dark Valley with somebody live? I'm going to at least dabble in it uh, solo. You, your cat? Are you trying to play your cat? Oh, no, I, I've got a, a a local friend who, unfortunately, he's another dad of young kids. So who knows how many years it'll be till we actually get to sit down? But I think he'll play. He's he's an Axis and Allies guy, so I think there's hope for him. Maybe it's not as weird on the chits. I think the the, the thing that I think weirded me out a little bit on Dark Sands was the whole chit thing, the half move chit flip. If you're a Panzer thing, that maybe it's more normal with Dark Valley. I'm not sure. It's definitely a larger rule rule book, which mm, that might or may or may not be a bad thing. It's I think I'm hoping that the broader front will 
and and I know the chits have just more attacks will make well, it a, a more fun game. Well, and I think Dark Sands would have benefited more by having the rule structure, like the, the turn structure up front, and then getting into all the exceptions, like Panzer, Doctrine, this is this. And like, tell me how the game actually plays initially. And then like, it doesn't help them to have that stuff at the end of the book. Because you're reading through all these weird exceptions, you're like, I still am not sure how a move action works until you get to like the second to last page of the game. Yeah, I've I've put off like a, a scathing review of this game because I want to trade it for something better, and f- hopefully nobody listens to this podcast. Well, I want <laughs> I, I still I, st- I still want to like Dark Sands, and I want it, a part of me wants to keep it because I do like the whole shrunk middle map because because of my physical space yeah i don't know if i'm gonna sell it but i'm like "Mm." in the end i think the problem is it's boring we do have these games that we set up that we get bored with if you get bored with it stop like i have had those like those games where you're like you set them up and you're like okay and then after a while you're like have i come back to this game recently and you're like time to just tear it down that's I, it. I'm definitely not one of those gamers who's like, well, I don't know anything about this, so I should take some time to learn it. Like, if I don't want, like, if I'm not like dying to play them, I don't, I don't buy it and I don't play it. Yeah, I, I tend to experiment a little bit more. I think so. you're attracted by shiny things. Yeah, I'm a little magpie. I got the magpie there. Yeah. All right. So, Jason, do you have a uh, game review you want to do? I think we're going long enough, and I know you guys have stuff you want to get to so i'll pass this time i right. do uh but we'll jeff get to what do you got time. what's your review there's there's still a button jeff jeff you got a review you're uh so i back up like two sentences i struggled a little bit with my uh my choice here because the games I've played lately, a good portion of the guild has knows way better than me, like Next War, uh, Great Battles of History. Went back to one I've played, eh, it's been a little while, but it's a game I like a lot, which is Yom Kippur. Thought about doing uh, Siege of Jerusalem, but I don't want to get people, anyone excited and play it at uh, Swolcon when I'm not there. So, mm-hmm. very nice. And, and now, inspire now are you talking that. the Avalon Hills Siege of Jerusalem? Oh, yeah. And the SCS Yom Kippur? Yes. That's right. okay, there we go. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Okay, no. Get our terms clear. Right. Yeah, no, no. The AAC doesn't care about what's current. I gave away my Yom Kippur game and I rebought the uh the the uh, pack of the whatever the plastic pack. I've got it up on my bed bedside nightstand right now. Well good job rebuying it. Okay. So this was one of the first war games I bought. Um uh, you know, to be honest, partly by the recommendation of of uh, Tom from uh, that other podcast. Uh, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly. Rally in the Valley. That's the one. Um, and it was a good good recommendation, to be honest. So I bought it as with Heights of Courage, which I'll add very nice to yeah. to, to 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 this uh, review. So Yom Kippur is cool. So it's part of the SCS system the gamers made at a time when the gamers was independent not part of the mmp the map is 
standard mm uh gamers ferrix I, I remember reading hearing on uh another podcast not a rival podcast another podcast that Ooh. like Ooh. dean essig has made like every one of the like every gamers game has been made on the same program since the 90s i don't know like on some ancient computer that he that isn't connected to anything well the funny wow. thing yes rules when you look at the actual rules they're delightfully small like yeah well delightfully small and like delightfully like they're like six pages yeah ridiculous in in addition to small like so uh, good like i haven't dabbled in ocs but you know you've said many many times like ocs is complex but well written i would say the same for scs maybe not complex but it's definitely well written i love the the clarity and clean nature of scs yeah like i think dean essig is he's got to be one of the top one rules writers that's right yeah He's fantastic. Well, I mean, to be fair though, uh, OCS he turned over to other guys. He was smart enough to a lot of these systems he's turned over to other custodians. Okay. Like okay. I think John Kisner now runs OCS. Yeah. The OCS work. All right. So, so this game is not made by. I mean, he definitely dabbled in it, but I don't know what they. I've already got. Jeff, like, are you, what, what are you doing? Are you right now? Are I'm, you, I'm like opening up. Are, are you doing trying 3D to look printing? Inside it. it sounds like you're three. <laughs> so this game was designed by someone named Al Sandrick, although it was developed by Essig. Uh, and it's great. So it's uh, uh, the map is pretty nice looking as far as gamer stuff goes. The colors are great because you've got the Mediterranean and the Suez Canal in nice azure blue. Yeah, you're looking at your standard kind of OCS colors. Yeah, map exactly. The OCS colors and the landforms and everything, but just the 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 contrast of the colors between the uh, the Sinai and the uh, you have bar, the Barlev forts. Exactly, the Barlev forts. Nice blue for all of the water. Uh, m- most of what you want as far as tables and stuff is on the map. I'm. S- you're probably still hearing me like sh- through the box. No, it's okay. good. It's good. I have the game, so I know it's good. You have the game, so you know I, what I'm. I, I know this game. It's good. <laughs> yeah. So, so this was one of the first war games I I really got into, and it's a game that. What, I, and what a great entry game! It is. It, totally it really is. It was a great choice. Yeah. I think. And I, and I think uh, Heights of Courage is my second. Yeah, okay. SCS is just a great system to get into. It is, and and I've used it as a level game for my buddy James, who's not a war gamer, but he's someone who thinks that uh, Access Now is like the greatest game, and he's wrong. But I mean, there's hope for him. Uh, so I, I set this up for us one day, and we played it from I don't know 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. or something, and made it a few turns in, and had a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, it's, it's just it's just great. So. It's, uh, obviously, Yom Kippur War of 1973. You've got the the uh, Egyptians start with a few formations, like jumping across this, this canal, tackling with the Barlev forts, and then trying to seize as much of these key points of territory as they can. And within, then the within Isra- their sand belt, <laughs> with exactly within their sand belt, and hoping to uh, destroy as many Israeli tanks with their Sager advantage right, as they can. That's right. and, until the Israelis gain, um, they slowly gain what will hopefully for them be an upper hand. Um, the Israeli, the Israeli problem traditionally is they have they don't have enough infantry. 
they have too much armor and not enough. Like the, the the Egyptians have an advantage with like infantry with the sagru. Uh, what the fuck are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm shuffling. I'm like flapping this map in the breeze. I thought he's pulling out like a solar panel. I'm, I'm <laughs> bending this map with my head because I have to hold up push the talk button with my left hand. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, but the, the Israelis traditionally had problems because they didn't have enough infantry, so they yeah. had to rely on the paratroops. Um, but they yeah. were the because obviously they had a manpower problem, so armor was smarter for them. But yeah. so. I guess just like thematically, like this is such a cool game because you've got like this is modern technology with like World War II style, like tank on tank, life or death, winner takes all style battery battles. And then you've got sort of a next war style. You may start the third world war and bring in the Russians and the Americans into the mix. Like it's, it's pretty cool. That's good. And it's it's it uh, Egypt and Syria. Is it the Golan Heights also? No. So the Golan Heights is is, is part of Heights of Courage. Okay. And and I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit. The addendum at the end here. Um, Yom Kippur is the one that's a little bit more dear to my heart, um, which is the one that I played first. Yeah, rally, rally in the valley. Uh, addendum is the extra thing we're going to put on at the end. <laughs> that's what that is. So I don't know. Okay, whatever. I just wanted to let that know for the Rally of the Valley guys. The addendum <laughs> is the extra part. So. Okay. Uh, so one thing I'll say. So I bought both of these games as a, a pack, both secondhand from a fellow Canadian war gamer. And part of what led me to buying them both, partly because it's just such a cool war in general, and one was they included some wars or some rules in Heights of Courage that said you can play these two in ten. So, like, I like the idea of having two players, like, both active at the same time, like one playing on the Yom Kippur, or the, the Sinai front and one playing on the Golan Heights front. Yeah, it, plus, Jeff, let's be honest. Anytime they're telling us this game can be made bigger, we're always like, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I can link this to something else. Yeah. I and can I, link I was, Taiwan to Korea. Oh, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I was all in on that. It And you could. You could do that. It wouldn't be... Ugly, real. I doubt if anyone has ever has done it because it's not clean. Because the the uh, sequence of play is pretty different. Um, the it has a few things that are kind of nice in here, like like you mentioned the the Sam umbrella. So the Israelis can sort of, I think they can like get how many uh, like turn you get a number of Egyptian jets and uh israeli jets and as the game goes on the israelis like get the advantage which Eventually, they did historically yeah, get yeah. so they start off like getting the shit kicked out of them pretty hard and but it gets better um and you can say okay well i've got so the Israel. so let's say here in turn four the israelis have five sh have five um air points so they can say well i'm going to put three of those air points into a distracting or uh evading the sam situation and leaving the and if they and then they so depending how many you put in you roll a dice and that gives you however many of your remaining uh air points are good to go for the uh like doing airstrikes and stuff now think, now can the israeli right. can the israelis cross the suez they can yeah the, the, uh land forces totally can whenever they want 
as long as they can get you, there. You don't have to have like a crossing area or like land bridge or something. He, uh, you, you can. Like for Israeli in, forces, they can cross into Egypt. Yes. So the, the so the Egyptians, um, they've got two options. One is that their HQ units not cross, or they can choose to take a two victory point deficit and cross, which I think is a good good choice. I've never done that both in my solo game and in my opposed play. I noted uh, Braxton and Josh played this a little while ago, and I know Braxton played the Egyptians, and he took the two VP deficit, and he won. So that, I would okay. recommend that. I think it's good because otherwise, so so when I played solo, so when, the, you, when you move headquarters across, you're then you ex, you expand the sand belt, or what do you do? No, the sam the sams cannot cross. The sams okay. cannot cross, but at least your HQ because like the the supply is all based on your okay. HQ. Okay, yeah. So it, when you cross, like your your units are probably going to extend almost as far as they can uh, supply wise. So what happened when I played solo is. The, the Egyptian unit left the HQ units fairly close to the crossings and that and the Israeli forces saw these relatively undefended HQ units and they just raced across the bridges and destroyed them and game over. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm familiar like uh, from a miniature point of view, like I've done a lot of research into the period. So that's the only reason I know anything about the campaign. Okay. So like I but I have not played uh, this game in particular, though I haven't, I've not played this game like to its conclusion. Right. Yeah. So, so I had a relatively early win for the Israelis, which eh, eh, playing against a real opponent or even a smarter myself, it probably wouldn't have happened because I left the HQ so open, probably would have had someone in between, which would have made the difference in them not being able to against you know, rapidly advancing his jump in the Suez. Uh, they do have to cross again at certain points. Like they can, the Israelis can either cross over top of existing Egyptian crossings, or I think they have like this, uh, like very quick folding out Bailey Bridge style. Yeah, um, they, they had one. Yeah, they've they, got one where it goes really fast. Bridge. And otherwise, I think it's like a like a full turn or something to build a bridge. I I can't remember exactly. Um, yeah, because I think Sharon crossed. I think that's right. Yeah. After Chinese farm, Sharon crossed. Yeah, uh, so, the Suez. Exactly. So the as far as victory goes, so the the Egyptians try and like well, both sides try and get in as hold of as many victory points, which for the Israelis is the other side of the Suez for the Egyptians side. Few turns, you get start you start to roll for automatic or for um, like ceasefire. Which you can turn down if it's not in your favor, but if you turn down, I think it automatically brings in the uh, the superpowers, which is the U.S. for the Israelis and the the Soviets. For oh, like if they offer, if you can do it, and you decide not to take it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And depending how many victory, what the the disparity of victory points is, it can be like overwhelming or minor or whatever. And then so you can get these like I, I, from what I understand, like there's like three or four paratrooper brigades that were ready to go from uh, the that were pretty close to deploying in in history so that so they're there and they're ready to go and if you get the u.s and the soviets fighting each other you just start world war three like game over yeah maybe i don't <laughs> maybe <believe it. laughs> i don't know it's cool it's a cool it's a cool idea the soviets had a weird thing at the end in egypt where they were kind of like uh they wanted to really help egypt but 
they were also kind of afraid of being embarrassed Israelis. Because the Israelis had kind of proven that they were pretty good at what they were mm -hmm. doing. And like, so they didn't really want to like, like do anything that was going to like make them get them shown up by what they thought was a second rate power. So well, maybe that's why they never uh, dropped in, I guess. I think, I think direct intervention was, but I mean, they had uh, Soviet kits were running the SAM sites, the missile sites. Yeah, I mean, like, all of the all of the high tech, they had, like the were Saggers of, were like the yeah, Soviet tons stuff. of Soviet personnel were the Saggers, maybe not like the like Egyptian infantry might have been able to kick off a fucking missile on their own. But uh, back on the belt, those belt stations were all fucking manned by Soviets. Right. Yeah. So 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 everything that's in the game is cool. Like it's a fun game to play. It's a fun game. Uh, like I, I want to play it now, both solo and opposed. It was a fun game to learn. It was a fun game to teach a total beginner with, you know, only a passing interest in war gaming. Uh, the only negatives I'd say is like the things that aren't in it, like, you know, with the, the decreasing Israeli and Egyptian air points, like it would be really cool to place, you know, sort of like with the next war air system, you're destroying the air points yourself with the, you know, Dice I mean, off, is, or whatever. is it fun though for the players or is it too swingy where like the egyptians have an initial rush and then they just start getting crushed by the israelis i i do wonder about that so i've i've never played past turn six i think both the solo game that i won as the israelis in turn six and then i played six turns in and i had to call it just because of kid stuff with with my uh, local friend i do wonder like after you know so it goes up to 12 turns. I do wonder at some point, like turn 12, you've got one Egyptian air point, six Israeli air points, and they've got more counters on the board. If it be stops being fun for the Egyptians and you're, you're likely just holding on to one or two points, if it stops being fun, I don't know. I'd be curious. But I think it's it's a game that I've seen I've definitely seen on BGG both sides win. Like I think the Israelis have the advantage. Braxton won with the Egyptians not so long ago. I've heard some other guys on BGG think that the Egyptians have the advantage. So it's it's pretty balanced, I think. Interesting. Okay. Good. Dig it. It's definitely easy as far as war games go. It's totally beginner level. Um Yeah, I, I had it, sold it, and bought it again so good choice who, who am i to say <laughs> i i think the things that are, are great having and, and maybe this is just having played a few more deep games there's a few things that i i wish you could do instead of just having them abstracted like air the the sagger like commando stuff um it's cool it's it's a lot of fun i want to play it again i'm i'm there's a reason i'm playing a little bit more complex games now nice Good, good job. What are you doing? What do you give? How it? many beers? It's SCS, right? How many beers could it be? Jeff, you got to press your button, buddy. Jeff is there. <laughs> Jeff, hello, Jeff. Jeez, I'm sorry. Okay. I'll try and summarize what I did without it sounding too forced. Yeah, how many beers? How many beers? If you've played an SES game before, I'm sure you could drink as many as you can and still be coherent. If you've never played a war game at all, you could probably handle like a half a dozen beers. 
Oh, I like that. I like it's like a slash. It's like an infinite slash, slash six. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Like yeah. SCS is is barren pretzels, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're an experienced war gamer, job. It, as long as you're set. sober enough to move counters without tipping over some relatively it, high it, stacks, SCS is smart enough to be like, hey, you can fight, and there's exploitation. We'll even give you an exploit yep. phase. Yeah, there's some. Yeah. Um, and some that's how it stuff works. In there. And we'll throw in some artillery based on what the period is. Yeah. Oh, and that and, and, and then, that box art is god awful. Oh, it's terrible. But oh, the the thing that I made it looks but good. But it's old. But it it's looks old. good. <laughs> the the box art that I made it looks so fucking good. awesome. Yeah. I stole some painting from some someone on the internet, and I love my box art. I didn't make it, but I yeah, seriously GMT. Like we need to get more aggressive about the box art. Yeah, we need, to, we need to start like fighting back. It's a war. It's, there, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a war. Yeah. Uh, okay. So good. I would so, give uh, it for fun. Oh, yeah, for fun. Like obviously high fun for a beginner. It's pretty high fun. Like what? What do we do? Fun? Do we fun so out if, of ten? So, or f- so Jeff, if you had a beginner, uh, which should he play? Egyptians or Israelis? Just the fun side. These Egyptians are obviously kicking ass at the beginning. So when I when I taught a beginner and I would do this again, I think it's more fun to do well at the start. You don't want someone getting the shit kicked out of them like right when they're so you're like, hey, all you Egyptian, guys are dead. And you can just like storm across the thing. And by let's be honest, when you're playing a beginner, the game is probably gonna end because you're gonna run out of time or something before they ever start using attritionally to the to the Israelis. So take the Egyptians if you're a beginner. Okay. All right, good. Yeah. And and for SCS in general, you you are an SCS fan, or, or is this just one off for you? Well, this is a two off because Heights of Courage. Right, no, but I mean, Israeli stuff. Uh, is there any other SCS game that you're particularly interested in, or is this it? I was pretty interested in. Uh, uh, it never snows. Mark the Garden one. Yeah, Arnhem. I watched okay. some guys play that at a con, and again, just have, it's a drag. yeah, looks like a drag. It's it was like big. I was like that. I was just like, I'm glad it is. Yeah, it's too big. There's there's games that fit our footprint that I think what, probably what, publish more. What do we think of SCS Africa? Do we think SCS Africa can do a better job than uh, Dark Sands? I'm tempted, but the map size That's stops too me. big. All right, yeah, like I'm not going to buy that new one. Okay, I still kind of like I really want to play. Uh, what's it called? Falschemjäger, the one in Holland. Okay. Yeah. Probably put that out as a vassal date, although I don't own it because you can't own that game because it failed its pre-order ago. And but all the rules are online, so I'm going to do that. Nice. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to do uh, SCS. Uh, oh, Axis oh. Empires, Dyson's. <laughs> oh, just 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 hang on before you get carried away. Heights of Courage. So I bought that at the same time. Played it not long afterwards. It's not as fun. The counters are a little bit more garish in color. Like SCS has this fun thing where you've got not just like silhouettes, you've got like pictures of all the tanks, which is cool because some of them are like old Shermans and some of them are old like M60s and stuff. You got the Ben Gurians. Um, the Ben Gurians. The victory conditions in uh, Heights of Courage, like I think it's almost like guaranteed that the Israelis will kick the Syrians out of their side of the anti-tank ditch and chase them on the other side so the win loss is like whoever has like the most points at the end of any one turn wins so it's cool like i think a couple guys played it at uh game on recently marty and eeyore maybe they can have a little bit more of a review i i played it but they, they played I, it standalone just to play 
just so it's standalone. Yeah, I don't believe that these games should be played together. I would love to someday, if I ever had time and talent, to take these like two maps or something similar and like apply like the next war system where you've actually got to like wear down the air points and uh, well, uh, do his, commando his, raids historically, and stuff. basically the Israelis fucked up the uh, Syrians on the Golden Heights and then everybody came down south to yeah. drive out the Egyptians. Yeah. So that's what happened. There, there was no chance. I mean, 73 was a surprise, but once the surprise was over, that was it. Yeah, exactly. You had superior forces eventually made the difference. So I, I think there's a, a Yom Kippur version of the Battalion Combat series ma being made. I might go into that. I, I may have written about this period. I won't acknowledge any articles that are out there, but I have <laughs> written some stuff about this. So it, it, It's a very cool conflict. Uh, there's no denying I've, I've written many scenarios, I think, for miniatures for this. In wow. Micro armor, micro armor scale. So, so anyway, I would heartily recommend either of these two, especially Yom Kippur. Um, and anyway, sorry. Well, sorry Yom to... Kippur is great because it's the only time where the Arabs actually had a chance. Yeah, that's now, why I... it's the only good. It's the only good Arab-Israeli war because it's the only one the Egyptians actually had enough training or equipment to actually fight the Israelis. Like uh, in every other period. The Arabs just get crushed. So that's, that's pretty much true. Yeah, and and they like they're awesome. Like they're they've got there's some different interesting pieces of asymmetry it, in and it's Egyptian only. Basically, the Egyptians had a, like some commando units with helicopters. They had all the saggers. That's it. Syrians, yeah. Jordanians by now had no boosters, Arab legion. They were completely fucking crushed by the Israelis. So right. there was no chance for any of these other forces to win. The only force that had any chance was the Egyptians. Right. Oh, th there's one cool piece of asymmetry I forgot to mention. Like for the Israelis, the, most of their air armor units are single step units. So, and especially with the saggers, like oh, you, nice for losses. That's good. Yeah, you take a you take a sagger loss, you're gone. But they're pretty strong. Like they've got pretty strong attack factors. But for the uh, the Egyptians, I think they're three step units. So right, well, they're bigger. They're much. They're larger, bigger, right? like more units. Maybe not as effective, but they're bigger. So it's there's there's a fair bit of asymmetry, which is like pretty cool for a, a like whatever it is a twelve page rule game or no, something. that's good. That's good. I mean, it, a great book to read about the period is called Arabs at War. Read, read Arabs at War. It's the seminal work on the on basically everything from I think the early fifties to modern times. So nice. Oh, I think I will read that at some point. So uh, the, the game I'm going to review is Daisensu. So some of you are like, hey, Dave, I know you've already played Axis Empires. You've been playing it for a while. Uh, but I actually looked on our review list, and I saw that I had not reviewed Daisensu. You let us down. Yeah, so <laughs> I wanted to just touch on it. And it's not going to be an in-depth review because I feel that like, uh, Jason's already kind of leaning towards like, hey, guys, we're, this is going long. So um, we're just getting warmed up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So the, the big thing I would say is if you're looking for a strategic game to play World War II um, and you want to get a lot of cool detail, you want a lot of uh, like the, the problem has always been in Europe, I want to do operation barbarossa i want to 
need Russia. I want to have all the cool fighting with the, the ground units. But then it's like, well, now we're going to move over to the Pacific. And how do we take that same system that gave you a cool uh, ground feel for Barbarossa and convert it over towards the Pacific, which is going to be more islands and sea units and naval units and air force and convoys. So um, there is probably not a better game, I feel, that has ever been made that can do this conversion for you uh, other than Axis Empires. So Totaler Krieg gives you the European version. Daisensu gives you the uh, Pacific version of the game. And they're completely so many of these games when they try to give you like a European strategic World War II version, then they're like, oh, now we want to add the Pacific. We're going to change this rule, and we're these two game systems fit in seamlessly. They are like the same. So um, there is no change in how they work. Um, Daisensu uh, allows the Japanese to launch massive land invasions into China if they want to. Uh, at the same time, it allows them to launch carrier fleets out into the seas and challenge the U.S. for supremacy in uh, Guadalcanal and other areas. Um, and it does it with the same set of rules and same turn sequences, and there's no special uh, uh, situations. Um, the big thing is there is a, a game system in the Tyler Krieg system, which is called like, it's basically it supports. So uh, aircraft, like you might use, uh, you might be like, I want to send my Stukas to go help out here. And the other guy might say, well, I'm going to use my interceptors, to try to bounce your guys out. And then there's a delay box, basically. So you guys both, both, both units then go to the delay box and you see what happens. Well, that system really comes into its own in Dysenso because here you're talking about, uh, see like carrier fleets air forces bombers interceptors surface fleets sub fleets and these guys all really start to uh to come out in the dysensu game because obviously carriers are important envoys keeping guys supplied uh so what i would say is i could go through like an hour of explaining to you how all this shit works but what i'm going to do is say if you want a game that really gives you an integrated uh, card-based system that you can you could play solo or you could play like we play play by email. We're playing currently playing play by email uh, with other guys or play face to face. Um, the, initially, the the systems seem simple, but when they all start to fit together, you start to realize like, oh shit! Now I understand why this fleet has to be here or why I want to launch this little detachment and. While the while Daisensu and Totaler Krieg are different in what they do, uh, like Daisensu has a much bigger focus on detachments and uh, air units uh, and st probably strategic warfare than Totaler Krieg does. Both of them integrate seamlessly, so you could play, you could learn how to play Totaler Krieg and flip over to Daisensu and be like, okay, I get it, I know how to do it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so there. I've never seen a World War II system that can do that, where they don't have to. They have to break their game somehow to fix right. it, make it a Pacific game. 
So there's systems, there's situations which we should come in with the Japanese where you're like, okay, I want to challenge uh, the Americans because I can see Americans are becoming powerful and they're starting to deploy their fleets and I want to counter them and bounce their guys. And uh, basically when you bounce something, they deploy something to a sea area, you deploy a support to the sea area, you both bounce out. You roll a die and then that die uh, – a d6 that's how many turns it's going to take for that particular element back so okay they put a surface fleet there and you send i'm just gonna i'm throwing out examples but you send a surface fleet to fight them you guys just the way we resolve the fight is we just roll a d6 and okay that fleet comes back in like five turns your fleet comes back in one turn you won that fight because I, you're only going to have to wait one turn to get that fleet back. I have to wait five turns to get your fleet back. You know that you did more damage to my fleet than I did to you. How do you keep track of how many turns? There's a delay take? box, right? So okay. they go in the delay box. At the end of the turn, you roll for delay, and then you put them on the turn track. So hmm. uh, so if I roll – that, so sometimes that's all it is. But there's modifiers, right? So – if uh, Jason is running the Allies and he has tons of production going on, his role to his uh, delay die might be like whatever, minus two or whatever it is. So even if he rolls up four, it's a two. Meanwhile, my, I'm rolling one through six. So for the Japanese, you start to be like, these fights aren't working out for us because his guys are coming back in one and two rounds. My guys are coming back in six rounds. So I'm slowly losing access to all my naval power on my air uh, because he's got such a strong industrial complex but there's choices the japanese have well, like one of them is at some point the japanese can say we're going to kamikaze we're going to start kamikaze so the way kamikazes work is that gives them a bump on the delay table so from then on the japanese get when they, they roll for delay for these, their guys, they get an extra modifier. So it's their delay is less. So uh, where they might have rolled one through six and gotten a six, now it's one through six minus one or whatever. You know what I mean? So, But the, 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 the contrast with it is if they're going to pick that card, they can no longer place support units in areas. They can only place support units to react to allied place because now they're kamikazes so as long as the u.s navy never puts a fleet in an area the japanese can't do shit at that point hmm. japanese put a fleet then the, then the japanese can put a like move up air air unit or something into that area so there's there, it's it's a fucking great system it really works great so just to run real quick so as some quick examples, I'm just going to, these are just going to be support units. So there's tons of fights going on in China, battles between army units. Uh, there's guys getting landed, but just as an example. So if I want to place a sub fleet down as, as the uh, allies, if, if I place a sub fleet, I have two choices. If I place it, it can cause a plus one delay to uh, to an enemy faction. So basically, if I can put them in the strategic fleet without the allies objecting, like trying to counter it, um, then that means 
every since it's in that delay plus one delay the die roll modifier every single chip that tries to recover is, has one to its delay it's going to take an extra turn to come back because the subs are basically out there like sinking convoys the other choice with the sub is if successfully placed and this is if i want to put it in a c zone it interdicts interdicts all ports in that naval zone so that sub could go up on that sea station and say yeah we're we're, we're in the sea area and we're, we're not going to let any supply get through here we're sinking every convoy that comes through so that's one unit it's a sub fleet and those are your choices you can either uh, put it out strategically like uh, anti like like submarine warfare or you can uh, put it in a sea zone to basically like uh, like interdict uh, tactical supply or operational supply that's it so and there's tons of support units air forces bombers CV fleets CV fleets can launch CV strikes interceptors surface fleets and sub fleets so great game nice say fucking buy the game i should have fucking bought it <laughs> just bought it just buy the game so it, good is is this so good that i should like not consider like any other no world war ii doesn't matter they're all, they're all stupid they're all stupid even the yeah. one by made by the same guy Wait, what's the one they made that same oh, guy? vasta also made that unconditional surrender one so you're thinking no, that just no. forget about it no axis <laughs> empire is the way to go okay what about uh, Triumph and Tragedy or just no, two different? No, Triumph think and about Tragedy it. is like uh, total beer and pretzels, dude. That's like, okay. So it's, well, it's got its place, but don't consider it as yeah, a Yeah, that, that's a wild, drunk, drunk player game. We all need those. Yeah, the, uh, and I'm not judging it by that. And and uh, Dice Sensor comes with a ton of scenarios. You can actually play Dice Sensor just by itself. You don't need to know Greek. But it comes with a ton of scenarios, great uh, uh, aid cards to fix everything. And it's got it's the same card system where you have pre-war, uh, like limited war, and then total war uh, card decks to play with. Fucking great. The best. And it looks good. The best up. World War II strategy game fucking by far. Nice. Oh, what, what sort of timeline are you looking at? Game. Uh, 1937. To, you can run it from 1937 to the end. To whenever. Whenever time ends. Okay. And what about like actual game time? Like, am I is it going to take me a year to play? By or yourself? Like, like, well, let's let's say that I played this at a con. Uh, I would say we we started in 1937 when we were at uh, AAC con and we didn't play super fast. We got to Pearl Harbor in three days. So, like, I was launching Pearl Harbor attacks. Uh, towards the end of the, the con is that the only game you played for days or is that just like for a few hours that's a daytime daytime game okay but you're waiting around because you're waiting for other guys to finish their shit and, and you guys played both together right that wasn't just oh no that Dicenso. was that was yeah that was totally krieg and dysenso again which we need to do again because it's great uh, so but how that, many players was that's that? what we're doing on vassal vassal game or the, the vassal we're doing pbm is the full game Nice. So we've got both sides. I think uh, uh, Pete Pete is uh, access to for the Germans. Uh, I think who the fuck is the access for? It, how many how many players? Like I'm seeing one to three. I think on BGG. I think I think, uh, I think uh, a Ross is the access for 
the Japanese, uh, and then it's allies or, oh no, it might be Paul. I think Paul's the axis for the Japanese. And then it's Ross and Medicine Man for the Westerners. And then I'm the Soviets on both sides. Mm. Okay. Dude, it's great. And it's great solo. You can absolutely set it up and play. That's how I started to learn how to play. You have to, because you have, like, it's the, like, there's all this shit, like the Japanese army, who's in charge, the army or the navy, and you have cabinet crises, and you're, like, you can absolutely play this game solo and just be like, like, I played just setting out decks. Okay, here's the Soviet deck, here's the Americans or the Western Allies, and here's the Japanese. Like, who, what the fuck do I want to do? So I was uh, just, getting practice through running through the card decks. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's great. I, I have no idea what it's selling for, but it's worth it, whatever it is. So it's great. I, I know that ages ago you convinced yourself that a world at war was the way to go for no. a strategic world war. Too complicated. <laughs> Owning this, you would, you would never play that game again? Nope, too complicated. Good nope. choice. Okay, cool. Never. Never. Cool, cool. So I would go to Tyler Krieg and Dicenso. Those are the games. Okay. Which is strategic. Uh, beers. Uh, probably four. Four or five beers. Probably good. A fun, great, best game. Awesome. Top, top ten game for me, Axis Empires. Nice. Top ten game this week. Yeah, really good. It's the best. And I paid for it. I paid for it. Exactly. Price, so. Okay. All right, Jason, what do you got? Sweet. Should I go? I'll Review? wait. I'll wait. You sure? Yeah. What, what hour are we at? We're, oh. we're approaching four. We're approaching four. <laughs> so, uh, cool. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeff, I wanted to thank you. Uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I'm glad I can be here. Thanks for enjoying the podcast. We appreciate the positive mm -hmm. feedback that we Indeed. Um, uh, I, that we heard now that we invent we invited you on. Thank you. Hey, no problem. No, I'm I'm glad that I can uh, fight the graying of the hobby. Mm. And uh, <laughs> welcome aboard. Like, like Je Jeff, in years, like Earth years. How how old are you? Uh, I am thirty two in Earth. Years. Oh my God, you were like a baby in War Games. I, I am. Yes, you just hatched. Just hatched. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know if I'm the youngest in the guild, but I'm, no. I'm up there. I'm Shoot, down you're there. You're pretty close. Yeah, pretty I close. think I think uh, cousin Jed or nephew Jed or son Jed, whatever he is, he's probably the youngest. The probably. younger cousin, the younger cousin might be yeah. younger than you, but that's that's. Yeah, I think even Roser is older than that. Who's Roser? Nick. Nick Rosa. Oh, is yeah, he? yeah, he's, he's young. He, is he? How old do you think he is? Uh, I imagine he's in his 20s. I think he's yeah. 28. Jeff, don't, don't judge him by his behavior. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. We love you, Nick. Like, Fair we enough. love you, buddy. You're the best. All right. Well, Jeff, we're glad we could bring you on and uh, give you this moment in the, sh the sunshine. That's right. I, yeah. I, and we, I expect we especially be... appreciate all the complimentary things you said about our podcast. Oh, hang on. Yeah, oh, hang on. I got one more topic to add. Oh, sure. And I'm sorry if this throws this too long. No, Is there or can there be a good pirate game? Yeah, good question. That is a good question. Here's where, 
Here's After where what I happened to this. struggle for Africa. I'm not sure <laughs> for Africa. Oh, yeah. I, I, the time I, is I don't know if I mentioned that. The other, the other thing that, the other comment that I put in that got me. I uh, feel like Jeff was like, oh, there goes my hope for a pirate game. Well, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, I don't think I said when I, well, the other piece of my comment that got me uh, like dis, disowned or whatever it was from BGG was I said, oh, we sh maybe there's still time to get. Uh, uh, hunt for Blackbeard disowned because they mistreated women or something. <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah, but but so so around that same time, so not taking I, it seriously. Not taking yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I don't, I don't care about those things. Dismissive, apparently. dismissive. Yeah. So I had put a thing on the um, AAC eHarmony play this game with me thing. I was like, yeah, I want to play Hunt for Blackbeard, and then I printed out the rules and I went somewhere and I read those rules and I was like, I don't want to play this game. Maybe I'm wrong. But I there's, I've heard there's no good pirate games. I don't think that. Well, so there's a there's a well, and Magneto was dressed up as a pirate, so maybe he's the best source for pirate. Sorry, who dressed <laughs> up as a pirate? Jesse, Magneto. Yeah. yeah, he's got a good good avatar with the pirate. He's dressed up as a pirate. He might got to go to. Let's let's be honest. This is a guild full of geeks. I'm sure we all loved pirates when we were younger. But why is there no game to play? Yeah, I didn't like the lullessness of the pirates. That was my problem. I wanted to arrest all the pirates. Maybe that, that was foreshadowing. <laughs> I think that's you. Yeah. <laughs> that's my issue. That would be my issue. We, we, you always need an enemy for, for us pirates. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, we'll the, the original Blackbeard is pretty good. Um, is it? Because like, I, I haven't played any pirate game but i've heard that blackbeard is no good i've heard that merchants and marauders is like maybe okay but don't bother playing it and i've heard that pirates cove is like okay if games i don't know hmm. uh, this hunt for blackbeard yeah, i thought was okay because it's you know volco of course has some decent design chops but i reading it it might be okay but i wasn't looking for a game city that i could only play with fellow war gamers i wanted something i could play with normal people yeah and, I don't know. That, yeah and that wasn't it i don't know you might want to check out party foul that's a really good game. It's about <laughs> ducks ducks who were having a uh after after finals party at a college house but that, that might not be the same that doesn't sound like a pirate forth. game I'm, i don't know it's kind of like you can talk about different things in different rooms <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if we're going to be the uh, source of your <laughs> enlightenment. At this uh, point. Yeah. No, you're right. This, this would have maybe been a good podcast question. <laughs> and not, not three hours and 47 right. minutes in. Probably, yes. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Several drinks. Okay. So, so, so good luck, Jeff, on your quest. Yeah. I, think uh, you, I think you could probably track down the Avalon Hill Blackbeard for pretty cheap. And well, you could, you could is there a, a difference between the Avalon Hill Blackbeard and the GMT Blackbeard? Yes. Okay. Quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. yeah, the GMT yeah, one's not very good. I've only heard stories. I think I want something in between the uh, like initiative cards for um, Flying Colors combined with Buccaneer by Yokinto. Buccaneer? Maybe yeah, that's not the right term. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be a game designer but we'll, the game should exist we'll, we'll crowdsource this this information and and someone will uh, reach out there we go that's yeah. right we'll, we'll let the listeners work this one out all right boys okay <laughs> it's been fun all right jeff indeed okay hey do i have to do anything as far as like sending in this recording not, not yet unless not something yet. goes yeah. terribly wrong <laughs> awesome so if, <laughs> I, I, hit, if I, I hit stop it's not going to go all go wrong no no we should be good yeah. sweet 
All right. All right. Have a nice I'm gonna night. try to send. I'm gonna try to send Jason. Stuff. We'll see. Okay. Cool. Good night. Right. Good night, guys. Good night. Visit us at http colon slash slash boardgamegeek.com slash build slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com.